The world lost the legend when Ivan Reitman passed away last week. These last Ghostbusters-themed episodes were recorded before Ivan Reitman passed away. And we here at the Know-It-All Network would like to dedicate these next episodes to the memory of the great Ivan Reitman. We here at the Know-It-All Network extend our condolences and our thanks to Ivan Reitman and his family for all the many years of enjoyment that his films have given all of us. I don't think I'll change my style a lot as much as I'll make different kinds of films, but I think there'll be something in all those films that is mine, you know, that comes from whatever it is that I do. Uh, I seem to have always looked at the world uh, with a comic eyeglass. And uh, so even if I'm dealing with a serious subject, then, you know, in Father's Day, it's, uh, it's a runaway child and uh, the question of fatherhood. It's really looked at from the most humorous side of it. Thank you, Ivan Reitman, and rest in peace. Welcome to the Movie Know-It-All Podcast here on the Know-It-All Network. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And Dirt Farmer had a family? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, based on that, man, we are going to be talking about today. Today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, the, uh, I guess, canonically third movie in the uh, Ghostbusters uh, uh, universe. Technically, it's canonically the second because I don't know. Like they don't, they never once mention, you know, Oscar or uh, or Vigo the Carpathian or like <laughs> any of that. I like how like yeah. his middle name is the and his last name is Carpathian to me. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, but, and he, his yeah, they, name is Vigo the Butch. <laughs> yeah, they they never mention any of that like at all because like, what yeah. they what they seemingly keep mentioning is the big like event in New York. Yeah. Like, but I mean, that could be referring to the second event where they walked the Statue of Liberty to a fucking museum. But what do I know? Which, which I'm extremely disappointed that they never acknowledged in this movie. Um, yeah. I want to think that it's canon. Uh, mm. Every, every, uh, everybody who's talked about it says that uh, part two is canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just like the movie itself, it's not really, you know, considered something that you know i guess i guess we won't really know until there's an actual sequel to afterlife if and when yeah. they get that which as of the time of this recording this movie made as much as the 2016 remake oh wow so, okay so it's it's uh as as far as box office is concerned it's it's doing the same thing that the, it's that it, the, it, box office wise it succeeded i imagine that this movie cost Far, far less than than that one did. Yeah. And, and I say that because it's kind of one of the things I really, really enjoyed about this film is that in Ghostbusters Afterlife, everything has been reduced in scale. And you would think that for a Ghostbusters movie, that would be a big fuck up. And it's not. And like, and that's the way it was for me. And uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and, and uh, just get into it real quick. It, what it was for me was... It, it it had me worried a little bit because in my mind, Ghostbusters is a New York movie. Right. Like it, it, it is a uh, like New York is a character in all the movies and even mm-hmm. even in the remake. It right? would be it, it almost kind of feels like Batman in space. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to watch it because it's Batman, but, like, why the fuck isn't he in Gotham? You know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of thing. You kind of expect Ghostbusters to just be in New York City. Mm-hmm. And um, and then after watching the movie, I'm like, okay, I see, I see why they did what they did. And you know, they have, they have, they did the trope of the legacy trope, which mm-hmm. is the uh, relative, like the daughter or the granddaughter or like the nephew or, or you know, they did that trope where it's not the character but the real. A younger relative of the character, yeah, taking like over. To, as I like to call in this film, the heir to the Ramus. Yes, the heir to the Ramus. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture, I just picture a Dudley Do Right or Dudley Good Do Good or something like that. Like the heir to the Ramus throne. <laughs> and kind. Of, what are you? I mean, what would you call her? Like that little girl's. This little girl's fantastic in this movie. Like, and it's a very. I imagine it is a very difficult thing as a director. As a film, as a production company, having to answer to all these fucking goons and go, listen, we're going to put the kid from Stranger Things in the movie. He's not going to be the main character. Like, how is that going to focus on him? And we're not going to focus on him. We're going to focus on on his little sister. Like, who's she? I don't know. She's been in some stuff. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, dude. That's another thing. Okay, so everything in my mind, this movie had everything going against it in my mind. Okay, I agree. Holy the shit. The only thing agree. that 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 I, that had that gave me promise was the fact that uh, uh, Jason Reitman was directing. That okay? was literally the only thing that gave me promise too. Literally yeah. the only thing that I liked. I was like, well, if Jason Reitman's doing it, and I'm I'm interested in as fuck as what as to what Jason Reitman's gonna do to it. Now let me let me give you a bit a little bit of context uh, regarding Jason Reitman. Okay, mm-hmm. this guy is one of those directors that uh, he directs like searchlight picks. You know, yeah. he directs movies that um, movie nerds know about. Yeah, and <laughs> it just so happened that one of his movie nerd movies like became a huge hit. He directed mm-hmm. Juno. Yeah. And uh, uh, for some reason, that movie like became a huge, big box office success. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. No, I just I'm, I, I'm being honest. I don't understand either. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like Napoleon Dynamite for me. Like, it's yeah. not a bad movie. It's just like it's extremely pretentious at times. Yeah. You know, and like and it's so weird because like. Using Napoleon Dynamite as an example, when it comes to the guy who who makes those movies, mm-hmm. I like pretty much Jared all the Hess. Other, yeah, I like most of his films. I don't care very much for Napoleon Dynamite, but like Gentleman Broncos is just as awkward and five times funnier in, in my opinion. And dude, it's Nacho kind of, Libre, dude. Nacho Libre. It's, it's kind <laughs> of the same thing with, with Diablo Cody's writing. Like, yeah. I think she's, you know, a writer. I'm not going to call her good or bad. But like I, I, I didn't care very much for fucking Juno, but I love Jennifer's body. Dude, Jennifer's body got so much hate, and and I honestly think that it's because it had Megan Fox in it. That's exactly. That's the only reason. It and it really, and it. it really upsets me, and and it, and it really upsets me because I am an uh, I adore when people are way better than they're given credit for. Yes, dude. And Megan Fox knocked that shit out of the park, dude. Dude, she's so good in that movie. And, like, I... I, She must be a fucking easy target because, like, right now everybody's mad at her for being in love. And it's like, dude, they're two weirdos in love. Who cares? Like, I don't give a shit about... I don't care about fucking pea shooter Kelly. Like, who gives a shit? (laughs) Like, she's the one who's in love with him. Like, what does it matter to you assholes? Like, I get it. 
if they were out wreaking havoc every night. They're a couple yeah. of weirdos. So what? No, dude. Like, like honestly, they're 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 doing what what uh, Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton did. Right? Yeah. I'm so like, let so. them let them do it. Let them do it. They'll get over it. Uh, she'll come back and she'll win an Oscar in ten years. Who knows? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Just to fucking rub it in everybody's face. But like, Jennifer's Body is such a fun fucking cool movie. Like, mm-hmm. what a, what a unique and interesting horror film that is. One we should review on this show sometime. Yeah. But like, like yeah, dude. Like it's the same thing with Jason Reitman directing. Like it's kind of one of those things where like. If you don't know who he is, you don't know who he is. Like a lot of people don't know that he's the son of Ivan Reitman. Yeah. Like which is so weird. I think the last name kind of gives it away, but you know, that's just most me. Uh, most definitely. <laughs> but it, I mean, it obviously gives it away, but like for some strange it's one of those things where like some people don't make the correlation. Like uh, just don't catch the correlation that it's it's, you know, you you so many people have the same last name and aren't related. Yeah, and like, but you got to remember, like, yeah, buddy, but this is Hollywood. <laughs> like, yeah, and but, like, and, look at the look at these movies that he directed. He directed Juno. He directed Thank You for Smoking, which was nominated for an Oscar. Great movie, uh, by I, the way. I think I think that was nominated for a Best Screenplay Oscar. <laughs> I, uh, I compliment the movie as I drag from my cigarette. <laughs> yeah, it is a great movie. Aaron <laughs> Eckhart was awesome in that movie, by the way. Aaron <laughs> Eckhart's amazing in everything. He's yeah. just fucking fantastic in everything. Um, Up in the Air with George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Young Adult, which I think gave Charlize Theron her like second or third Oscar nomination, on the, um, if I'm not mistaken. Just shows everybody that Charlize Theron will not die. Like she's amazing, yeah. dude. And uh, and the uh, Tully, which was another, I think uh, Charlize Theron came out in that one as well. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got he's got a very uh, very healthy relationship with uh, all the actors that come out of his movies. Like all the actors come that come out in the movies are are very uh, um, they always come back. You know, he's yeah, got his he's got his his uh, his uh, bunch of actors that, that he always does, you know. So it's a, it's but, kind of amazing to think of the budget he got for for Afterlife, for Ghostbusters Afterlife, considering which you watch any of those other movies and like. Which I'm <laughs> which I guarantee was more than all his other movies combined. I'm pretty sure it was. I'm yeah. pretty fucking positive it was considering like all the fucking the CGI, the special effects, like. The sets yeah. they build, and he's what not a—he's not a special effects kind of guy. Yeah, you know? I've, no, I've noticed. And you know, one of my favorite things that he did, though, that they—that like he fought for in this movie, mm-hmm. which I was kind of amazed by, um, was building the dogs. They wanted to yeah. CGI the hellhounds completely, and he was like, "That's that's fine. We can CGI them when they run, but mm-hmm. when they're still, we have to have them like we have to build the animatronics again." Which yeah. I'm sure fucking took the piss out of the studio. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I know I know the studio hates fucking doing shit like that. Like God forbid we try some artistic credibility in our fucking yeah. movies anymore. But I I appreciate that he went that far. Yeah. That, like we'll do the same thing when they run their CGI when they're still and just turning their heads animatronics. Yeah. I'm like perfect. Like why wouldn't you do that? That's the whole point of CGI is to assist with the practical yeah. effects. Not to fucking be the practical effects. Yeah. And like people have forgotten about that. And the main reason why he wanted to have practical, as much practical effects as, as, as there were in the movie was that he wanted to have, and these are his words, he wanted to have some continuity and look between the original and this one. And he didn't, the original didn't have any, the original didn't have any, uh, CGI. Nope. Um, 
it was all practical except for the uh, the the chase uh, when when the when the terror dogs are chasing. That's all stop motion animation. Yeah, I was like, yeah. they 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 went all fucking. Oh, what was his name? The guy who did Crash of the Titans. My Harry Housen. Like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Harry Housen. Like my brain just like. Pfft. Yeah, I think well, that like, was, if I'm not mistaken, Phil Tippett that did the did the go. Don't quote me yeah, on that. That was don't call me. Phil Tippett who did the uh, stop motion for the Ghostbusters. He he uh, was the same guy who did Jurassic Park. Yeah, he was the uh, uh, he learned from Harryhausen. A lot of people learn from Harryhausen. Um, Phil Tippett's one of them, one of the best known ones. Yeah, uh, to do that. I but think Phil um, Tippett was actually credited as the dinosaur wrangler. Yeah, for, for Jurassic Park, <laughs> and everybody jokes around. They're like, "Dude, you did a terrible job, Phil." People died, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great, though, man. And like, it, that's that was my one of my honest to god favorite things about this movie was that like the dogs look. You'd think they plucked them right out of the original. Yeah, like yeah, you think I, you plucked I, them right out of the original film. They look so fucking cool, man. Like, they still look really good, mm-hmm. but. I think that's what was so fun about this movie is that there's still a feel. It, it feels like Ghostbusters. It does, and and they used so much of like the original camera angles. The lighting uh, technique that they used was very reminiscent. Uh, the music, the music that they used, same, same score. It's the exact same score. That was one of my one of my issues with the film is that they don't rely too heavily on nostalgia. But when mm. they are relying on the nostalgia, there's music cues for it. They are letting you know, like, remember? You remember this? You remember this? From the <laughs> don't, don't do it, Jason. We don't need it. Like, your movie's good without it. But I'm and, glad. I, they, didn't, they didn't really shove it down your throat. No, they didn't. Uh, and that, that's which... my favorite, favorite thing about it. Like, it's... It's, it very much doesn't like get forced into your face or shoved down your throat. Yeah. It's done in such a loving way. Like you can tell Jason really loved Ghostbusters growing up. Which was the main the main flaw with the 2016 remake. They right. shoved it all down your throat. Right. You know? And like we talked about that last week. And I think that's my favorite thing about it. Because like I said, like I've been saying over the past few weeks, like this feels like ghostbusters this is what it should have been like what it should have been with part two what it should have been with the 2016 remake like this mm-hmm. is ghostbusters and yeah. like i i'm i miss that and like i had said if this came out first if this came out in like 89 and then it was followed you know by vigo i get why everybody would hate part three and i get why people would <laughs> dislike the idea of a remake yeah like but this movie came out at the end of everything. Like the, mm-hmm. the other two movies came before it, and like apparently it ruined people's childhood. I hope it ruined <laughs> your childhood. If you're one of those people who's ever said that. I hope it did. I hope it ruined your childhood. Yeah. I hope it ruined your life. I hope you get fired from your job. <laughs> I hope you step on a room full of Legos. Like you're a weenie. In my opinion, you're a weenie if you think that way, bro. Like it's Ghostbusters. Are you not having fun watching Ghostbusters? Yeah. Put something else on, dude. <laughs> so like, you'd be hard pressed to find something much more fun. But go ahead. So, so this movie comes after years of them trying to uh, to get a third Ghostbusters made, mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise because, um, as much as I would love to see a Ghostbusters in Hell feature film, mm-hmm. I think that this mo- I think that this is the movie that needed to be made. Yeah, you know? and like it does kind of follow a little bit of Ghostbusters in Hell, 
Like it does, it does. It's still Harold Ramis gets a writing credit for this movie. Yeah. Like he's still got a writer's credit for this film because they took a lot of him and Dan Aykroyd's work from Ghostbusters and Hell and they turned it yeah. into this film. And like they made it a much more uh, heartfelt, much more beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still fucking like I watched it for the second time before we got on and like the knowing I mean, I knew what was going to happen at the end watching it the first time. I knew what they mm-hmm. were going to do. And it yeah. still hits you really hard. And like the second time around, it, it doesn't hit any easier. Like it's still like, God damn, dude. Like it, it's such a beautiful fucking. Yeah. Like, I love so, the ending of this film. I just adore it. So real quick before we go on, I forgot to uh, to show the uh, the drink for today. Uh, today for me, it's a uh, Topo Chico mineral topo water. Topo Chico today. Huh? Well, yeah, for- Topo Chico today. Today for me, it's it's kind of the same thing, just without the minerals. <laughs> there you go. Just plain it's old like, water. I ate like old. shit yesterday, man. And like, you know what really sucks uh, is I am start. I don't know if it's a gluten that I've developed a gluten allergy, like a weenie. No, I'm, so, I'm I'm sorry, bro. Like, if you're out there and you're like, I developed a gluten allergy in my 30s. You're a weenie too. Like, we're weenies <laughs> together. I don't know if it's if I developed a gluten allergy, but bro, I had pizza last night and it has not sat you well too? with me. You too. I had bro, and that's because I got thin and crispy. Like yeah, that doesn't like, make it any better, dude. It, it literally <laughs> doesn't make it any better at all, dude. I still feel like shit. Like yeah. I feel like a slug. I can still feel it in my gut rotting as we speak. Like, like after I you eat, I, after you eat a whole bunch of pizza, like you feel it in your veins. Like you feel like the blood just coagulating as it. As yes, it, dude. It's like actually, it's like that. It's like that tool video, you know. Like it's just like <laughs> once once the diabetic meds start really working and you start eating like shit again, you can feel your blood turn into jelly, and it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Like you could feel yourself slowing down. I'm like, bro, I feel like a slug, and I feel like a slug covered in shit today. Like, <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Like I'm okay. Yeah. Like I feel fine. But it's just like, yeah, dude, like big difference, big fucking difference in like, mm. in in like trying to eat better and shit. You do feel it, like especially yeah, your, your, I, your body lets you know, you know, like when you start listening to it, it's like, holy fuck, is this what it's been yelling this entire time? <laughs> and, and it's kind of wacky because I've been reading that there's like a huge shortage on like chips right now. Is there? Like the, apparently that there's a huge shortage on like everything flaming hot, like Cheetos, Doritos, oh, like man. fucking hot fries, and I'm like. Wow, like I picked the best time in the world to fucking That's stop so eating funny because that's all I can find at my HEB. <laughs> don't t- don't tell do not give the address of that HEB, there'll be a fucking riot. <laughs> like, all right. Anyway, here's the double jiggle. There's ah, to you, brother. There you go. Cheers. Cheers. So mm-mm. yummy, yummy, yummy. So uh spoiler alert before we go on. Um oh, just to so let you guys know. Um the this movie is a hardcore family fair for everyone involved. Yes, Jason Absolutely. Reitman grew up on the set of all the Ghostbusters movies. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad, uh, what directed the first two Ghostbusters movie, him and his sisters were on set almost every day. He was there. That's what that's what he said uh, was his childhood and what uh, fed his love of movies was when you know being on set. And, uh, you know, just doing all that. And it's and, and it shows in, in the way this movie's directed. Yeah. Harold Ramis's daughter uh, was not only invited on set or like hired as a consultant, but she was there's a scene 
uh, where Harold Ramis's ghost, Egon Spangler's ghost, shows up, oh, and God. it's and it's him. Mm-hmm. It's and it's him, and they had to get not only they had to get permission from his family in yeah. order to use that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a there's a, a, a making of documentary that shows when they brought her in and they mm-hmm. showed her previs, you know, the the the, the special effects that they're going to use for uh, for her father, mm-hmm. and uh, she was quoted as saying, it's, "It's like having him back," and it was it was very emotional for them. It was very emotional for her. Yeah, and they, they even they even let her. She even brought the proton pack. That he wore from the original movie, mm-hmm. and that's what they used in the film. That was the original. Yeah, it's, it's the original one. Yeah, you can that tell they, that he kept. That he kept, you know, and that's <laughs> what they used in the film. You know, of course, you know they 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 made other replicas and stuff for for more of the stunt heavy ones. But the one that that McKenna Grace wears when she's when she's putting it on for the first time, mm-hmm. that's Harold Ramis's actual proton pack that he took from the set of uh, Ghostbusters. So so um, like, that's, yeah. that's the big elephant in the room is that moment at the end where you see his mm. his ghost and like i said like bro like if, even if you haven't seen the movie you kind of know they're gonna do that i didn't I was, know um I, I was like they're not gonna ignore the fact that harold ramus is gone like i yeah. i did, once i saw that jason reitman was directing it i'm like no way like no way we're gonna get a cgi harold ramus at the end of that movie and i'm gonna cry uh... like, i knew i was going to dude yeah like and the I, whole movie, they kind of do telegraph that to you because Egon is is one of the biggest characters in the movie, and you don't ever see him. You don't ever see him, and and he like he never in the original movies he never has a connection to anybody, right? No, like ever. He, he's he's the he's the narrow minded like straight science kind of guy. He doesn't have any any emotional attachment to anybody, mm-hmm. right? Which makes this even more uh, tragic. And yeah. the fact that he was the one that basically stopped uh, you saved the world. Yeah, you know? and like even through all that, he was still disconnected from everybody. Yeah, and 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 he did it like throughout throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. You realize that like it wasn't that he wanted to or didn't have any interest in not seeing his child. Mm-hmm. Like he he sacrificed his life with her. Yeah, he sacrificed to save everything world. to save the world. Yeah. Like, and it, it's such a, like, it's such a fucking twist of the gut, especially knowing that it was Egon who did it. Yeah. Like, that it's Egon who had to be the one who, like, out of out of everybody, he's the one who saw it. Like, it yeah. had to be, it had to be Egon. Like, uh, everybody else went on to have a quote-unquote normal life. And the only mm-hmm. reason they were able to was because Egon fucking fled and did everything he could to stop this from ever happening mm-hmm. again. And, and like, he tried no to one, tell people, like he told no he one tried to tell Ray. Like and Ray the, didn't believe him. Like, which Ray is so Yeah, which is such a weird thing. Cause there is, like I said, the movie's not without its flaws. And there are some things that, like, sorry guys, you're just gonna have to eat your popcorn and ignore it. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. And like, does it suck? Sure, I guess. Like, if you're having the kind of fun I had watching this movie, and like I've been saying since our first episode back. Like, if you're not having fun watching a Ghostbusters movie, then you don't like having fun watching movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're not enjoying it. Like, that was the thing that was so much, was so great about all these movies is they're fun. And if you go back to the first one, you'll find plenty of plot holes and, like, how did how does that make sense? It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it's still a fun movie. It's the same fucking thing with this movie. 
there are moments where you can sit there and go, well, why did that? Shut up. Don't ask. <laughs> Just enjoy the Ghostbusters movie. Like, There's nothing in this movie that is out of the realm of possibility. Uh, yeah. I mean, my, my problems with, with, uh, with the way they handle the Egon's character aside, um, like, keep in mind, it's been 40 years. Right. So, like, like a lot a minute, can, well, 35 years, actually, I guess you can yeah. say. A lot of a lot can happen to some. Like, are you the same person you were twenty years ago, ten years Bro, ago? Bro, I'm not the same person I was five years ago. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, people I, can I, change. Yeah, like every, anybody um, can change, dude. Things can be different, and like, yeah. it's okay that this movie isn't in New York and it's not the original four. Like, why yeah. do you want to see that? You already saw that twice. I think I think it would I think it would have been wrong to set this movie. Like after watching it, it would have been, been wrong. It would have been to the detriment of this film if it, if they set it in New York. It would have been because you would have it would have been too hard to not do the same tropes over and over again. You would have essentially gotten Ghostbusters two again. Yeah, but not only that, but but it it, it serves as a representation by how of how far away Egon had had gone. Like he he yeah. he went off the the quote unquote deep end. Yeah, uh, you know, trying to to get this thing done. Like for example, let, let's let's talk about about the cast real quick. Absolutely, Carrie Coon playing his daughter. Mm-hmm. Could not be further from the type of character that Egon was. Right. Nothing in common. Absolutely nothing in common. Did you know that Carrie Coon played the uh, uh, Proxima Midnight in uh, in uh, the Avengers? Really? No. I yeah. Didn't know that. <laughs> she played the she played the the one of uh, uh, Thanos's goons, the, the the female with the thing on her eyes. That yeah, was her. Yeah. yeah no shit. Her. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and and like. She comes across as this 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 single mom at the end of her rope. Like she's accepted the fact that she never knew her father. She accepted right. the fact that she's we're, never known him, that she will never know him. We're, um, way, we're way past being sad that he's not here. Yeah, like, exactly. Just, she exactly. she she goes to his farmhouse out in Oklahoma because she doesn't have a choice anymore. Like she yeah. can't afford the rent. She's, she's getting kicked out of her place. Yeah, she's literally getting kicked out at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And like it's one of those things where it's like, what choice do we have, dude? It's the only house that we have. Yeah. Like it's the only place in the world we can live right now that has a roof. There's no point in fighting this. And like <laughs> she went over there with the intention of just selling everything. Yeah. And, and then know, there was, there's like and... nothing left. Oh, he could barely <laughs> keep the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> so then all this is worth nothing. Like outside of its sentimental value. Like yeah. <laughs> it was such a good, like, what a great place also to put Janine. Yeah. She, she would be running his estate for him. But like, but like where did where did she come from? Like what what is she, what is she doing? Like what 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 was her relationship with Egon? It didn't matter, and you know why it didn't matter? Because Egon mm. is gone, and this movie is not about them. That's what <laughs> yeah. I loved. That's what I loved about it. Like you could have had Janine, or you could have had literally anybody. You could have stuck any one of the Ghostbusters in this film and made uh-huh. them a character. Yeah, and like and just like we have to keep going back to this character, and it wasn't necessary. It was never necessary, which makes the, the final act of the film all the more exciting and fun. Uh-huh. Like, because we, we acknowledge that they're around, that there's the other three are still alive, and uh-huh. that's it. We yeah. don't need to acknowledge anymore. It doesn't matter why they're thought of as frauds in New York City. They're frauds out there. Yeah. Something happened, nobody believes it was real anymore. Fine. Mm-hmm. We're moving. We're moving past that. That's what I liked about this movie. They're stuck comfortably in the background. Yeah, like it does take place in 2019, 
Like, it's supposed to take place in 2019, over 30 uh-huh. years past the original fucking, like, night that the Ghostbusters fought a giant marshmallow man in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 30 years since they since they fought, you know, uh, uh, a big tub of goo outside the, the museum. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, it's it's been three decades since the Ghostbusters have been needed. They're thought of as frauds now, uh-huh. and, like, nobody cares anymore. And I mm-hmm. like that. I like that they even the kids had no idea what the Ghostbusters were. Like they didn't know that their their grandfather is Egon Spengler, was Egon Spengler. They don't yeah. go by the last name Spengler. Like yeah. they yeah. find all this out through his granddaughter, who's in this house learning all these things because the ghost of Egon is trying to show her. And it's, and it's done so subtly, like it's so, so like brilliant. It's the scene, so good. The scene where 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 she's the the little girl is playing the uh, the chess with the chessboard. Yes, board. dude. Like like the subtle the subtle hints that the ghost gives gives her to to find what what he wants her to find. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's done so well, and it's done in the same way that the original Ghostbuster movie dealt with. Like the, the the little spooks, yeah. The, the way the, the way they move with the music, the little, the little and the subtle spirits. camera movement, yeah. yeah. You know, like they do and, such a good job of that. They did such a good job that I remember the first time watching this, I didn't realize it was supposed to be Egon until they were playing chess with each other. Mm. And I was like, "It's Egon!" Like, wow! Yeah. <laughs> like I thought it was a malevolent spirit, like the so, the spirit that he caught in the house at the beginning. Yeah. I thought it was a malevolent spirit <laughs> stuck yeah. in house. And it's not until like they're playing chess with each other that I'm like, oh holy shit, it's supposed to be Egon. Yeah. Like that's neat. Well, they like, don't really they don't really say that it's Egon until later on in the movie. Yeah, they start the second act with her saying, like, I think I met my grandfather last Our night. Our grandfather was a Ghostbuster, yeah. yeah like like, like they, they, they don't they don't say and, and that's that's a thing. That's that's another thing. That 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 kind of like if you go into this movie one hundred percent without knowing anything, if you've only seen the first movie and then you go into this movie uh, without perfect. seeing any preview, because let's face L- lucky it, you. they spoiled they spoiled the fact that this was uh, Egon's uh, family. They spoiled. Yeah. Oh it. yeah, yeah, they gave it away. Okay, and that's a big reveal in the movie itself. That's a yeah. big reveal in the second act. Yeah, where, yeah, where, it holy really is. shit, like our grandfather was Egon Spengler. Yeah, I'm like you're right. They never acknowledge what their last name is. She never, the mother never acknowledges what her last name is, her maiden name. They mm-hmm. never refer to them as Spengler. They don't refer to it as Spengler Farm. It's always the dirt farmer's farm. The dirt right? farmer's farm. Yeah. yeah. They never yeah. refer to him by name until after they find out who he it is. It, it genuinely makes me like, and that was one of my favorite favorite things about this movie, is that everybody knew him as a dirt farmer. Yeah. Like, nobody knew anything about him or who he was in this little town. And, like, it's just one of those things that, like, the 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 weight of the world on Superman's shoulders sort of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. like there's such a shittiness to everybody about them towards the family. And not because they're being mean to him. Like, they're not all... Oh, hold on. Hold on. I've always wanted to do this. Yeah. Hey, Ma! Baby, what you doing? I'm actually on the podcast right now. You're on the podcast right now. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Nah, that's my mom, guys. Hi, hi Bobby's mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, call me when you're through with it, baby. Yeah, absolutely. I'll give you a call in a little bit, Ma. Okay, I love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye.
Aww. I just wanted Bobby's to catch on. Bobby's ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right? I always, wanted to, I always wanted to catch her on the podcast. <laughs> like, uh, like, one of these days I'm going to catch her. I remember saying that, like, months ago. And, like, for whatever reason, she never calls during the podcast. And then, like, right now I'm like, aha! Got her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Like, it, it, there's just such this weird thing where, like, nobody knew who he was. Nobody knew what he did. Like, mm, yeah. and it's, it's just He's so a mysterious character. Yeah, like it's just such a sad thing. And like whenever anybody mentions, yeah, we live on that big farm down by whatever, like Dirt Farmer had a family. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's such a shitty thing to say. And like nobody knew his name was Egon. Everybody referred to him as Dirt Farmer. And it's like, <laughs> what a bummer, dude. Like what a real bummer that nobody like knew about him. And again, certain things where they kind of hit you in the face with the nostalgia and it's not necessary, like uh, the revelations outside of his house. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, okay, but like, he wasn't even present for that conversation. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it would have made more sense if Egon was in the back seat for that conversation and just like, nah, there's a reason. There's, there's a logical reason behind all of this mm-hmm. and him just not going any further with that. That would have been one of those like, wow, like now Egon's a believer in the apocalypse. Yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, that, that conversation that, that, uh, that Ray and, and Winston had. Right. You know? See, that would have made more sense if Egon was in the car with them, a part of that conversation. Even if he wasn't talking, if he was just sitting there listening mm-hmm. to them have this conversation, yeah. that would have made sense. Like there was no reason for the revelations from that film to be outside on the, of his of his farm. And I'm like, that's yeah. but no, like he wasn't part of that conversation. You know, that like that part bugged me. I do like though that if you there are, by the by, guys, there are a trillion fucking Easter eggs in this movie. So many, dude. Like, it went. So when, many. And I caught so many because I'm such a Ghostbusters, like, lover. Yeah, like, same. I, I, I've seen the movie so many <laughs> times. I caught, all, like, it's funny because I saw this movie in the theaters with my wife. And, like, she's seen Ghostbusters, right? Like, she's, mm-hmm. she's, uh, but she's not a hardcore Ghostbusters fan like I am, right? There's, there's and every time something came out, there's watching it over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, every time I saw something, I would near, I would, like, elbow her on the side. And she'd be like, like, stop. Okay. Tell me about it later. Stop poking me. <laughs> I can't tell you about it later. There's so much. I know. <laughs> like, I love that in his, in his basement office, he's got collections of spores, molds, and fungus. Yes. <laughs> like that was so fucking funny to me. Like if I didn't know any better, like like if if if, if the movie hadn't been spoiled for me before I watched it, I would have been like, okay, that's Egon. That yeah. Egon is, is our grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Like I was very fortunate that um I didn't get anything spoiled. I have deleted so many of the people who spoil shit, like from my yeah. timeline. Believe it or not, guys, I still have no idea what happens in the new Spider-Man movie. Don't tell me. Don't tell. Like, yeah, I still have no fucking clue. How how do you do that, dude? Isn't that isn't that amazing? How I've, do you I've do de- that? I've deleted the worst humans from my page. I really yeah. have, and like, Bro. like so so far, I like nothing. I've I've I I have no idea. I'm sure Toby and Andrew are both in it. I have no idea for sure. Like, I'm ninety percent positive they're both in it. I have no fucking clue. I'm yet to see literally anything from this movie. No one has spoiled it. It's kind of amazing. So, like, I, I am still very much looking forward to seeing that movie. And, like, I got really lucky with Afterlife. No one ruined it for me. Pretend like, not to be shocked when Optimus Prime shows up, dude. Just, right. just pretend. Just pretend, just pretend not, not to, to be, be shocked. shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I am Optimus Spider. Like, ah, it's fine. <laughs> Multiverse, man. It's, it gets weird. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's the best part about multiverse. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't have to. It's multiverse. Yeah. But so, like, so uh, I I kind of want to get real quick to the uh, to the M- what I think is the MVP of this movie. The mo- the main one of the main reasons why this movie works, mm-hmm. and uh, it's funny because I never liked this person because child act actors kind of come across as um shitty what's the word shitty uh like their shit don't stink kind yeah, of shitty, shitty is the word you're looking for it's yeah shitty. shitty right okay Most kids are shitty like I'm, mckenna I'm not... grace dude <laughs> mckenna grace dude this, this she's she plays what she's like 10 years old in this movie yes dude she is freaking adorable like she's Sounds like a, a little singer button, too. dude She's yeah. a little button, dude. Like, she's such a cute little button. And she comes, like, her performance is like, and, 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 uh, uh, I, I kind of want to throw in Logan Kim's performance also, like, them yeah. two as a team. That, go on. I'll, I'll say it in a Like, <laughs> they are so good, so natural, so funny. That kid is living proof that Ben Stiller would have made an amazing Ghostbuster. <laughs> because that kid delivers. They wanted him di- for Ghostbusters 3. I believe it because yeah. that kid delivers dialogue like Ben Stiller and he cracks me up. Like they call me podcast, you know, on account of my podcast. I'm like, <laughs> it's such a Ben Stiller line. And I'm like, that's so fucking goofy, dude. And like when it comes to, to McKenna Grace, I will always forever have this tremendous soft spot in my heart for her in this movie uh, yeah. because she reminds me so much of my oldest stepdaughter. Like uh, even her, even her humor in this movie, yeah. like, like those, the jokes, when that she's she tells, telling the jokes, <laughs> like that's the type of shit my stepdaughter would tell me, dude. And like, yeah. there's one line in particular where I was like, Oh my God, dude, that's something Olivia would say. Uh-huh. Like, and it's where she go, where the mom turns to her at the beginning where they're at that, the, the little like Sonic restaurant that they're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, she goes, "Hey, you know you're gonna make some friends here, right?" She goes, "Make them out of what?" <laughs> like that's something my stepkid would have said, dude. Like, make them out of what? The only yeah. real difference is that, like, my stepkid would have blown up laughing right after she said that because she's the funniest person in the world to herself. And like, <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. And I, I was telling my wife earlier, I was like, "Bro, if laughter is the key." To like making a, a girl like you, like I feel bad for the little boy that has a crush on her. Like he's gonna have to be really, he's gonna have to be funnier than she thinks she is, because she thinks she's the funniest person in the world. There, so like, there is a line that is such an Egon line mm-hmm. that she says when podcast says, "Aren't you just a little freaked out right now?" And then she says, "Overstimulation, overstimulation calms, calms me." Calms me. <laughs> yeah. It's such an ego. It sounds like something Egon would have said. That is such an ego line. Situation calms me. And I'm like, this chick gets it, dude. This this movie was like the first Ghostbusters movie was made 25 freaking years before she was born, dude. And Mm -hmm. she gets it. She gets it. And I love that. And and she made it work. She made this movie work. What I found Uh, really fascinating that I was reading was that she noticed, nobody told her, she noticed that Harold Ramis doesn't smile at all in the first one. Yeah. And like she wanted to make a conscientious effort to not smile at all. And they were like, well, don't mm-hmm. do that. Like you can smile. Yeah. And she's like, it would just be funnier if I didn't. So if you really pay attention for most of the movie, she doesn't smile at all. There's only one time she smiles. Yeah. There's only one time she smiles. And that's when she, she lights up the proton pack. Yeah. With the ghost. 
like she, and she kind of like like you know woohoo right like any kid would right yeah like any but, who wouldn't like who wouldn't yeah. fucking shout in excitement if they fucking had a proton pack that actually worked and i want to talk about another another aspect of this movie that I, at first i thought oh come on man you don't do this mm-hmm. they cast finn wolfhard okay <laughs> okay it's, so if you it's don't amazing know, that he doesn't come off as a distraction isn't it Right, yeah. It's really, and, and, and it's all because McKenna Grace just steals it. She's just, she's. I'm sorry, dude. Like, I, I, I know Finn Wolfhard listens to us regularly. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm all supposed kids, to have, I'm supposed to have coffee with him later. So, all right, all the kids from Stranger Things, everybody, yeah. everybody listens to the show. Yeah, but, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, full disclosure, was... guys, we do not know Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> yeah, just to let you know, yeah. Like so that was um, sarcasm. <laughs> So like like they did a they did an episode of Stranger Things which takes place in the 80s which is so funny because oh. like it's supposed to be like it gets so much inspiration from it and he comes yeah. out in it yeah right? and there's an episode of Stranger Things where they come out in full Ghostbusters garb yeah and honestly dude like the only reason the only reason he was cast in this movie yeah, is because he was in Stranger that? Things that's yeah. the only reason okay yeah, most, most now definitely. That being said, his performance in it was freaking perfection. Oh, absolutely. And his performance in this movie is like perfect because he doesn't, they don't over, like they don't, he doesn't overstay his welcome. He's in this movie no, exactly doesn't. as much as he needs. Like you could okay? have, you could have made Finn Wolfhard the grandkid that Egon was trying to get to. Yeah. Like you could have easily done that. Like you didn't. You could have written off um, Grace McKenna's character and just gone like totally with Finn Wolfhard, and yeah. that's you know it would be fine. But it's it's also the obvious choice. It's the obvious thing to do. <laughs> and like he is so good at taking kind of a backseat to this whole thing. Yeah. Like he gets sucked into the situation and he kind of Winston's where he's just like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's this is just the shit that's happening now. I'll believe what you say exactly. Yeah. So, so here's why it's so brilliant, dude. And this is this is why uh, uh, Jason Reitman is such a brilliant screenwriter. He's such a brilliant director. The reason th- there's there's a perfect balance, okay. Mm-hmm. And they cast Phil Wolfhard as a cool older brother. They cast the mom as somebody who doesn't give two shits about science. Yeah, you're right. Which is so they funny. Cast, she would be Egon's daughter, and she's right? like, she doesn't care anything <laughs> about this shit. And she ended up marrying somebody that's totally opposite from her dad, which was funny. But yeah. but then they have McKenna Grace's character, who is Egon in every sense of the word. Literally, and they every made way, a dude. point. They made a point to show how she has absolutely nothing in common with her brother or her mother anybody else in her family or anybody else in her family right like, like she's, she has she's nothing in common she's alone she's like she has no social skills whatsoever at all right like she plays she plays it like a neurodivergent the same way fucking uh harold ramus played it yeah like just like somebody who's like i get the joke it's not funny but i get it yeah like, and that, that's kind of my favorite thing that was my favorite thing about egon like Egon is the proverbial, I get it. It ain't making me laugh, but I get it. Yeah. Like, like yeah, it's a joke. Throughout yeah, both, I, I even, even in part two, like, he, it, where he has a little bit more humor, it's still like, like, even the, like, okay, the moment, the <laughs> do, Ray, Egon, and everybody yeah. looks at him like, that's not funny. And he smiles, like, yes, it is. 
It's funny. Yeah, like, you're, it, like it, it just went over your head. <laughs> like that's too, that's too bad that that went over your head because that was a really good joke. Yeah. And like she, she plays it that way, and she yeah. she really studied her Harold Ramis, and I'm sure she got a lot of pointers from Jason Reitman too. Like, but yeah. like she did a real good job. And if this kid wants to act the rest of her life, you're you're gonna see her a lot. Like, yeah, she could very well be one of those kids who's just like, I don't ever want to do this again. Like. She might work on a movie where she's like, I fucking hate this and I don't ever want to make movies again. A lot of kids do. But like she if she wanted to be, she could be a mainstay in Hollywood for a very, very, very fucking long time because she is mad talented. Yeah. There there's another scene I was like, there's another scene where where they're talking about the earthquakes hit her and uh, and uh, uh, Paul Rudd. Which which we'll we'll talk about by the way, but like like Paul Rudd is is the is the uh like Paul Rudd is supposed to be the ringer yeah. of this movie. But like, I'm sorry, dude, but he he's overshadowed by everybody else in everybody. this movie, and that's that's not a knock against him. That's no, that's it, like to the not. credit that's, of everybody that's else. That's the credit of Jason Reitman's directing. <laughs> yeah, is that you could have Paul Rudd in a movie, and he's yeah. not the funny one. Like he's not <laughs> the funniest fucking character. I'll I'll give him this though. Yeah, he is the most realistic teacher I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, yeah. Like he, that's a like, teacher. As soon as as soon as he came on on, on screen, and he's like he's like, look. Uh, I went into the teacher's lounge and I found this movie. I think you guys are gonna like it. And he puts on Cujo. Yeah, like, I'm like, like, dude. If, if Bob was a teacher, people. if Bob was a teacher, that's the kind of teacher he would be. <laughs> no, and, and as somebody who went to summer school when he was in the seventh grade or eighth grade, yeah, like I had to go to summer school because I just didn't do anything my whole yeah. year. Like, it's not that different from what they really show you in this movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 if I went to summer school for 40 days for about 35 of them, I was watching movies. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Like, take or, that up with, with fucking the school system. I didn't fucking make it. I think it's shit. But, like, <laughs> it's just the truth. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's about yeah. as real as it gets. And he goes, oh, no. Like, kids don't pay attention to anything. Like, they don't <laughs> care. And I'm like, he's not wrong. We don't. Yeah, exactly. And some people care even less. Yeah. Like, and, and I, I like I like the fact that they that they made that they that they made a point to say yeah this is summer school okay so you know don't don't uh, don't at me bro <laughs> I think he showed him Cujo and then he was showing them Child's Play and I'm like Child's bro, Play <laughs> like I know this is supposed to be a joke like I'm just gonna put it out yeah. there we watched Halloween Curse of Michael Myers in summer school there you go like I'm not I, I asked if <laughs> I could bring it and they're like yeah sure like he didn't yeah, care I care yeah he really did I brought we were watching movies the day before and I was like hey can I bring a movie tomorrow he's like sure. I brought Curse of yeah. Michael Myers. He didn't give a shit. Like, teacher was hungover. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay, guys. Who knows what, what being hungover means? Does it mean you're drunk? No. It means I was drunk yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a scene where uh, where they're talking, right? And he's like, I've tried triangulating, and I can't figure out where they're coming from. And then he goes, she goes, uh, did you use three phones? And he goes, yeah, yes, I know how many know sides how are in a triangle. <laughs> and she goes, I know. I thought you were being obtuse. <laughs> and he's like, Good "Is that joke. a geometry joke?" And he's like, "Yes, hence the wink." <laughs> <laughs> like Egon, that's an Egon joke. Yeah, that's so Egon, that, man. Like it, that's 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 a fucking line right after that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. Like, like, oh. <laughs> like which it, which which was a total uh, 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 ad lib on Harold Ramis's part. Brilliant. I, I I would really love to see a fucking like sequel with with her where she tries to drill a hole in her head and her brother's like what are you doing and she's like 
it would work if you wouldn't try to stop me on this. Like, just, <laughs> so they, look, never, they this never explained before, okay? <laughs> like, they never explained why she tried to drill a hole in her head. Just like it would work, but you it yeah. needs to keep stopping me. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I, I honestly, honestly, I think we've talked all we could about Paul Rudd because his character is is it's good. Like it's fun. It's it's mm-hmm. funny, and it would be perfect in in uh, uh, in any other in any other way. But like we said, dude. Um, it's not. It's overshadowed not by the fact that he's subpar, not by. I mean, he's good. He's always he's, good. He's, he's never fucking bad. great in this movie. Everybody's yeah. great in it. That's the it's thing. Just, Everybody else is is great. You know, it's just that Jason Reitman was very, very like. You can tell that he decided like, no, dude, like his granddaughter is the main character, and he like he focused on it the rest of yeah. the way. Yeah. Like, yeah, and that's exactly. that's that's what was so vital to the film to me was that like they never stopped making her the main character. Uh, like everybody else is is along for her adventure right now mm-hmm. and like it makes the movie in my opinion it makes it that much better like doing a sequel to this and and they do set up the idea of a sequel if you wait past the credits which mm-hmm. is a smart place to put it because it could be one of those things where it's like bro we might not ever do this again we might relaunch it from the beginning again like uh, we don't know so they save that scene for all the way at the end and i'm i'm fine with that like I'm totally fine with it. And like there there's so many fucking like really smart things they do in this movie because it ends. It has a definitive ending and like personally like I don't want to see a sequel to this. Uh I wouldn't mind, but I I don't need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 a it, it's a perfect I think it's a perfect cap to the uh, Ghostbusters mythos. It is. Uh way better than than part 2 was. Shit, yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think I think that it closes out the story mm-hmm. uh, of of these guys, you know. Yeah. Um, that being said, I don't mind that they had the uh, the 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 after credits scene where they take the the Ecto one back to uh, to New York to New York. Back you know, to the ladder. I, I don't mind that because it it's. I mean, it's supposed to be there. Like, like the ghost, right. like the one is supposed to be in New York. It's supposed to be there. Uh, the story was told. I think maybe. I don't think these character stories are done. Uh, I just think they're done for now. Yeah, and I and I'm okay with that. Like, I like yeah. that they set up the idea that maybe we'll do another Ghostbusters movies with these kids again when they're a little uh-huh. older. Like yeah. we might give it a shot. Like that's what I think the story. This it, 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 the story would benefit if they make another Ghostbusters movie. Leave these guys out, and then in ten years when they're adults, mm-hmm. um, like bring them back. Like she's like she's she comes back her and uh, and uh, uh, well, it would just be her because I think she's the only one that would have any interest in yeah. any of this. You, know? you don't really need any of them. Yeah. Like, sorry, I'm not no no diss to fucking Finn Wolfhard or the other two, yeah. but like like McKenna Grace is the one that I'd want to see. Like if they were yeah. to bring it back, like I want to see her story. Yeah, like, yeah. She her, she's her she's such an interesting character, man. Honestly, she's the most interesting character of any of the other characters in the movies. No, in any she of the is. Movies. But it's because she's she's Egon, and it's yeah. finally a Ghostbusters movie that revolves around Egon. Yeah, and and it's like yeah, because he's fucking. It's it's it. We're two. We're technically two movies in, and both of them revolved around Venkman. 
<laughs> and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's Bill Murray. That's fine. He's pretty much a one-dimensional character, which I'm not dogging. Like I love, I love uh, uh, a Peter Venkman. I love but, that character. But one dimension, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one hell of a dimension, you know. It's a good dimension. It's, it's maybe a good one, dimension. Yeah, but it's a good one, guys. <laughs> like, Speaking of dimensions, ladies and gentlemen, what we're going to do is, uh, hey, how do you like that segue, huh? huh? Right. right off a cliff. Right off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to take a real quick break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about the story, uh, what happens in the story, and uh, if the story is any good. Right on. Which it um, is. Which I, I think, think it is. Pretty much. <laughs> but, you know, we got to fill the second hour somehow. Anyway, somehow. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and take a real quick break. Hey, Know-It-All Ned here. Thanks for tuning in to the Movie Know-It-All podcast, part of the Know-It-All network. For our past listeners, thanks for following us as we make this transition. We have lots of things in store, so stay tuned. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also launching Patreon with exclusive content like early access to brand new episodes, feature-length movie commentaries, and more, all for as little as $5 a month. If you're new here, be prepared for foul language, truth bombs, bad impersonations, and stuff you literally can't find anywhere else. Remember, other podcasts may know a lot, but we know it all. Here on the Movie Know It All podcast on the Know It All Network. We'll be right back. We should probably get out of here. You're an adult. Yeah. I'm liable. <laughs> That's such a great lie. And liable. And liable. <laughs> Short but sweet clip, man, right there. You know, you want to know what's something funny is that Paul Rudd uh, learned that he got the part uh, while he was at the uh, hook and ladder old Ghostbusters firehouse. That's a fucking great place to hear that you got the part yeah. in this movie. And he posted it on Instagram and it, it was it went viral. It's so great. So great. He is a hardcore Ghostbusters fan. Like, yeah, he grew he, up uh, watching it. Like he was this was like a big, big thing for him, right? So yeah. and he would have made a terrific like Ghostbuster too, but like there's just something so fucking fun about this because it, it, the movie could have gone to shit right away. It's like okay. Yeah. Instead of women, we're gonna do kids. Like, oh, yeah. for fuck's sake! You know what I mean? Like, but, but see, here's the thing, and th- and this is this is one of the most important aspects, and one of the main reasons why this movie works so well. Oh my god, she's calling again. <laughs> this is one of the reason why it 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 works so well is that everything about this story is naturally told. Right? Yes, and told like, very fucking well. It's not uh, forced in any way. It's not uh, um, like it, it. It doesn't seem out of the realm of reality that these mm-hmm. kids 
wouldn't be a part of this whole situation. Right, because it could have just been a really stupid fucking reason for them. And, like, yeah. they really build to them busting their first ghost. And that's the, uh, what's it called? Chomper. Yeah, Chomper. <laughs> which is, like, no Slimer. Now we have Chomper for this one. Which, which is, they don't they don't shove down your throat. Like, he, he, no, has, one, he has one scene. Yeah, and like it's one of those things where he has the the one scene where they chase him, and uh -huh. the one scene where they have to let him go to Red Herring their escape. Yeah, and like I I like that they did. That. I love I was, that. I love that. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, that whole that ghost wasn't for nothing. Like that was my favorite thing about it was that he wasn't for nothing. It could have been a, a total for nothing moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just we we chased him and we caught him. And I'm like that's fine. You know what I mean? Like that could have been your whole reason behind him. Like nah. The little son of a bitch was the way they they escaped, and it's I'm like, like it's it, I I love it I I love that little thing, dude. Like it was it it was so because you could have just fucked, that. you could have just eh, they squeezed through the bars because they're so little you know something stupid yeah. like you could have done anything <laughs> dumb like that but like no they they set it up to use him as a callback later and I'm like <laughs> I'll be goddamned like it's great it's great like, that was a good job man like yeah. y'all did a really good job. <laughs> and muncher man like they they uh uh man they the marketing for this movie was surrounded by my muncher yeah. muncher with this muncher that they re-released the uh the ghostbusters uh ecto-1 transformer mm -hmm. with muncher <laughs> oh no shit i didn't yes. know yes Yes. And like, I like him because he does just look like a blue Slimer. And it is kind of like, oh, you got a blue Slimer this time. And you yeah. could have totally like shit the bed with him. But I like uh -huh. that. Like, no, his thing is he eats metal and he yeah. spits it at you. And I'm <laughs> like, that's kind of funny. Like, yeah. it beats the shit out of just sliming somebody. Like, I think that's pretty cool that he just he chews up metal and he spits it. And, and it leads. Like, and it, and it, le it leads to a fucking moment where you need the stupid little asshole. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> But not only that, Good dude, job. it leads to one of the best action scenes in any Ghostbusters movie. Oh, I uh, to rival to rival the 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 ending of the 2016 Ghostbusters. I agree. This scene of them driving driving these kids <laughs> driving the Ecto One, driving through the the town, and just shooting everything, chasing this this little this little ghost. And destroying everything just like their grandfather did. <laughs> yeah, dude. And like, I think that's the, uh, sorry, I, I totally, my internet just like, no internet. And then it came back. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, but like. Well, no, I was, like, I was I saying that, that, that like they, the, the level of destruction rivals uh, the destruction that they did at the hotel in the first movie. <laughs> you know? And it's so fucking funny because it, it, it's in a small town. Yeah. And like. <laughs> Like my my other favorite thing about my my favorite fucking thing about that entire scene was the 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 Ecto one was was the toy we grew up with. Yeah. In that moment where she pops out of the side of it. Yeah. I was like, oh my god! I and they had the little love. they had the little the little remote control uh a trap going. Trap? Yes. You know? <laughs> I had so Everything about it so much, dude. Like yeah. that scene is such a blast.
It's such a good scene. It's such a fun action scene. And like the kids, the the acting in that scene, they look like they're having so much fun, dude. Like especially and, Finn Wolfhard, dude. Like like when he's driving through the fields and he's like like just yeah, you know. Yes, dude. And I, and I love that. That <laughs> that's whole... all of us, dude. That's all of us. And that's that's what I love about it because like we would have done the exact same thing if we had yep. an Ecto one and a Proton pack. Any kid yep. would have. Exactly. And like I, I think that's my favorite thing about that that movie is that like it is lately as of late for some weird reason and I, and it's it's honestly probably the best thing nostalgia has done for us yeah. is it, it has made writers understand how to write kids. Yeah. Like like writers know how to write everybody but Shyamalan but like <laughs> Shyamalan doesn't know how to write people. So like I, one of the yeah. thing, the best things that they've that's come out of like Hollywood lately is that kids are written like kids. We cuss, we yeah. say shitty things, we yeah. act like adults that don't. We're, we're the, children are literally adults with no power. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. all it is, and that's how they should be written. And like this is what happens when you give them a little power, they destroy the city. Like mm-hmm. they're small little children that don't know any fucking better. Like you, <laughs> you've got a small ten year old. With an unlicensed nuclear accelerator strapped to her back. <laughs> like, what do you think was gonna happen? Shit is going to be destroyed. And like it 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 just makes it really fun. And like it, it for me anyway, it, it really started with it. Like mm. when I watched it, I was like, see, that's how me and my friends talked when I was that age. Yeah, dude, we cuss, we 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 cuss each other out, like we made fun of them, you know. Like yeah. we 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 did that to each other. That's just the way, at least boys. And like, I don't know how how girls were were. Yeah, I, I never. None of us, never none really of us did it that age. Yeah, <laughs> like, none of us did yeah. it that age. Even I had, like, I had I had one female friend growing up. She she was she was my neighbor. I lived behind us, and uh, she was she was just one of the guys. Like she talked like us, you know. <laughs> yeah, and like those are usually the fucking girls we develop crushes on super early on in our lives. But like, yeah. it, it's it's so funny to me. Because I can remember watching um, it for the first time, and there's this line where he's like, "I got to start practicing." He's like, "Practicing for what?" He's like, "Street Fighter." He's like, "Is that how you plan on spending your summer inside an arcade?" He goes, "But beats the shit out of being inside your mother." Oh, and I'm like, "That's exactly <laughs> what I would have said." Like, that's exactly what I would have said. I, I would have said that in my thirties. Like now. <laughs> Like I would have said that. Like we we yeah. like to think that we've matured. We got older oh. and taller. That's it. Yeah. That's literally it. We got older, taller, and we're burdened with responsibilities. Dude, when like, we were that age, dude, we thought we knew everything that the world had to offer, dude. Yeah, like, we thought we knew everything. We thought we were like the masters of our domains and everything. And I gotta tell you, dude, like when you hear uh that movies get children's dialogue right like it's such a snap of nostalgia dude Mm -hmm. it's such a snap of nostalgia and i loved it and i love that that um like uh uh especially finn wolfhard him and and when he's talking to the kids like they weren't assholes to him like every other movie has them making fun of the new kid you know and and they that's the thing that was the one thing i remember i'm like well that's gonna get annoying like and i I figured it was gonna lead to a part where a ghost was gonna scare all these kids who were bullying him yeah and like no he he walked in there he awkwardly hit on someone and everybody laughed 
Yeah. And like, that's what you do. I'm like, bro, like I wouldn't have been that big a dick to him if he was hitting on my friend and he made an ass of himself like that. Yeah. I would have done the same thing those other kids did where they're like, bravo. Good job. Like, (laughs) like, yeah, that's what I would have done. Like, I think you really got a chance, Casanova. Yeah. Like that should have been that. And that's what I liked about it. Everybody was like super nice to him after that. They were like, dude, we're just taking the piss out of you. Yeah, exactly. All these friends. And I'm like, that was cool. Yeah. I like that it went that way. I'm like, dude, because that's what it would have. That's what it's really like being a teenager sometimes, yeah. dude. Like some people will just dislike you to dislike you, but mm-hmm. they disliked you the moment you walked in. <laughs> and yeah. like none of those kids were those kids. And I like no. that because it's such an easy, easy because road to honestly, take. Dude, honestly, dude, like that's the way it is 90% of the time. Like yeah. you walk in, uh, like they, they take the piss out of you. And then if you're if you're a likable enough person, like, you know, they'll like you. You know, they yeah. they'll they like, won't make your life miserable for no reason, dude. Come on. Yeah, man. dude. Like I'm like, bro, this isn't an this isn't an eighties comedy. You know what I mean? It's not an eighties yeah. teen comedy where you hire thirty-six year olds to play fifteen year olds. Well, like, well the, you have the, actual the actress, small children. Well, the actress that plays the uh the the uh the the love interest in this movie, I think she was oh, born yeah, in ninety eight. Yeah, she she's <laughs> so, like I think she's the oldest she's one and she's like eighteen. Yeah. And she's again yeah. And this is where my my some of the problems start with the movie is like there are certain, you things... know, you know, all the guys in that in that town, like tried to hit on her. I'm sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and like the thing that I was like, eh, we're doing it again. Like, you don't have to you don't have to 84 this. And they kind mm. of do in some parts, like the fact that that little girl became a Ghostbuster, but not till the third act. And it's uh, like, well, why does the black one come in way at the end? Like, stop <laughs> doing that. Like, God damn it, Jason. You had a chance here. Yeah. Like, like no, it, but it, I mean, you know, she 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 holds her own. I, I think I think she's, oh, she's great. kind of Every, superfluous character. Uh, yeah. I think we could have done done without her, but she's charming enough. And you yeah. know what, dude? I'll allow it. She's charming enough. And right. real Mills Lane about it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it, dude. And by the way, by the way, where in the world did Bokeem Woodbine, Woodbine come out? Or like, where did he come from that, as, as the sheriff? Like, where do they get the balls to cast an actor <laughs> like of Bokeem that caliber. Woodbine of this caliber <laughs> as a cameo? I was like, every time I see him, I always go, crunch! dude it's crunch from the big hit to me dude and like (laughs) like right when i saw him i was like oh shit and like (laughs) they kind of make him out like he's gonna be the walter peck of the movie and we get we get no yeah exactly yeah we get no real walter peck he's a fucking cop who just witnessed a bunch of small children destroy his town i would have arrested the little pricks too (laughs) some little ass if i was a cop and some little asshole was running around downtown mccallan just ripping it apart with an unlicensed nuclear accelerator yeah yeah, i'd pull the little fucker over and arrest him too but like (laughs) i'm I'm a huh i was saying like there is no walter peck in this movie there's no like they don't need it. They don't need yeah, it. Yeah, and that's the good thing. They didn't need it because I felt like that's what they were going to do with him. Like he was yeah. going to be out to stop them at every step of the way for the yeah. rest of the film. Yeah. And like, no, they don't. And they did They did do one thing that I booed with him. Like I did boo it. I booed loud in my own house. And it's the, hey, don't I get a phone call? Yeah, you get a phone call. Who are you going to call? Boo! Yeah. <laughs> I don't come need on, it. Come on. Like I didn't need it. I know what I'm watching. I don't need it. Like, 
Uh, I'm sorry. I just had to give uh, Bo Keem Woodbine a, a shout out because I've been a fan of him ever since I saw him in Dead Presidents. Like, yeah, you say, so, I've been I've been a fan of his since the big hit, since like 95, yeah. 96, dude. When I saw him in the big hit, I was like, I fucking love his character, <laughs> yeah. dude. And he's so wasted. Like honestly, I they they, they he should have been the Walter Peck, but they the story didn't need it. I'm glad they didn't go that route. Uh, the reveal that he is uh, uh what's her name's dad was yeah. brilliant. It was. It was very it was good. <laughs> like I was she like, goes, that was a good she idea. goes, hey, hey, uh, do you have a record or anything? Like, can I give you something for you to hide? <laughs> Yeah, that was so fucking. And, and I like, like, he was like, okay, like, and he's like, lucky, he's like, lucky, get away from my, get away from my inmates. Sorry, dad. <laughs> and she just walks out. <laughs> I liked it. I loved that she that he was gonna fucking take whatever she had and shove it up his ass. I know, like, he, was. he was just gonna do it. And I'm like, would Whoa. you? Uh, no. Would you? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Really, fifteen year old, you wouldn't do that. No, fuck no. I wouldn't <laughs> go to jail for anybody. Like, I'd go to jail for my wife. My wife is the only one that, like, I say that, but, like, for a lot of my friends, and, like, this is just the true like, thing about me, I will go to I will go to court for a lot of my friends and lie. I'll lie uh, for you in, in court. I don't care. Uh, like, if they're like, did you ever see him do that? I didn't see shit, dude. I'm blind. I don't want to. I'm legally blind. <laughs> like, nah, I would have fucked. But, like, if somebody was like, here, like, stuff this up your ass. I don't care how cute you are. Stuff it up your ass. Like, I don't it just reminds shit. me. I don't know why, but that reminds me of a scene in Weekend at Bernie's where, like, he he shoots Bernie, and and then like like the two guys are like, is like is like I didn't see anything, and then he's like I'm blind. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. That's You're like I'm, I didn't see nothing. Like, My bro, name's I, Paul, and that's between that's y'all. Between y'all, yeah, <laughs> exactly, bro. The other night we were here in in the apartment, like three in the morning, we could hear people shouting outside, and Patty was like. What's going on out there? I'm like, for all I know, a murder. Don't look out the window. We're asleep. <laughs> dude, like, who no gives shit, a shit? Dude. I don't give a shit. Not my problem. Like, which is so fucked up. <laughs> not my up. chair, not my problem. Yeah, dude, which is so fucked up. Because, like, if you go back and you watch something, like, uh, we discussed this a long while back. Uh, Halloween. Like, in the scene uh, in Halloween where she's running and, like, knocking on doors and she's screaming. And, like, somebody uh, just shuts their porch light off. And I'm like, man, that's fucked up. Well, No. That's what I would have done. Like, I'm not home. Fuck that. Yeah. Like, I, live the, <laughs> I live in the valley, dude. It's not the war zone that some asshole made it out to be. But there are some psychos out here, dude. Like, like anywhere else, there are psychos out there. And you know what? It's better that I don't get involved with the psychos. I was asleep yeah. this entire time. I'm not opening <laughs> that door. I'm not peeking through that window. Because now I'm a witness. And now I have to talk to police, lawyers, and judges. And I don't like any of those people. So yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Like, I'd rather just yeah. stay inside and mind my business. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, it's bad everywhere, but like, I'm, I'm, um, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not ta- telling any tales out of school here, man. Uh, the law enforcement around here is not too, uh, not, 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 not too, not too trustworthy. I'll just say that. But yeah, anyway, well, no, I, I, I'll fucking say it. They're corrupt scumbags. You don't have to say it any other way. You could be, you could tap dance around it. They, bro, the law enforcement around here. If anybody knows who I am, knows I don't have. I'm not fond of them. Like, mm. I'm not fond. It's not of for lack of trying. Yeah, yeah not for, like, like no, I've, really. I've worked with good cops. Like I, I've done with good cops. It just so yeah, happens absolutely. there's not a lot of them down here. <laughs> no, there aren't. Like, sorry, bro. Like, and there's just it there's just not stop a... with a social commentary. <laughs> like, bro, if you don't really, if you don't really like, you're like, ah, I can't be that bad, bro. Read the Cocaine Cowboys article in Rolling Stones. It is that bad. Like, yeah, like you got enough money in your pocket. Like the cops will ignore a dead body in your backseat down here. Like, 
<laughs> Sorry, man. They're all scumbags down here. And they, Movie they should, podcast does not condone murder or or trying to bribe a police officer for murder. <laughs> That's true. We also don't condone police officers down here. <laughs> <laughs> like condone them what? Just condone them. I could do without I, the customers. Which ones? All of them. All of them, exactly. But like, I just, I talk a lot of shit, but I mean, like, yeah, there's some, obviously there's some good ones down here. Otherwise, like, we'd all be fucking, we'd be in a war with them. But like, yeah, there's some, there's some really shitty ones down here, dude. I remember I got a ticket because one almost hit me. Yeah. One almost hit yeah, me. That happens a lot. That happens yeah. a lot. And like, I, yeah. I, I reacted by flipping him off. He almost hit me and I flipped him off. I'm like, I didn't see it was a cop car. I saw it was a car that fucking jumped into my lane and drove me off the road and almost hit me. Yeah, so I, show, I showed him how long my middle finger was, and he fucking <laughs> over and chewed me I out. Him, I, I gave him the big Alan Charlie salute, and you know, yeah. the double fisted salute. The big <laughs> Alan Charlie salute. Remember when? Remember when our DJs down here weren't racists? Anyway. Oh man, yeah. So anyway, moving on. So. Uh, <laughs> The thing, the 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 thing I I, I want to talk about also is the story of this movie. Okay, so we open with uh, this farm where this guy in shadow is setting something up, and there's this ghost chasing him, right? Mm-hmm. And something like we, we we don't see who we don't see who he is. We don't see what's chasing him, but we get a we get mm-hmm. this disturbingly scary callback to the scene where Dana mm-hmm. Barrett is, is captured by the chair. And that yeah. happens to this old man. And we don't know who he is. We don't know. We don't know what happens to him. And then we cut to this family, uh, this mother who is so poor, she has to cut her teenage son's hair herself. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, especially here in the Valley, you know what that's like. <laughs> I was going to say like, bro, as, as many moms that are barbers yeah. down here. Yeah. Bro, my wife yeah. cuts my hair. Yeah. Like, you know, and sorry, shout, out, have, shout out to all the poor moms out there, man, who are doing that for their sons. Like, bro, I boys, have you have no idea what your moms are doing for you. Freaking you really don't, guys. You really don't. You have no idea how much money I've saved over the past five years. So <laughs> my, cut my hair. It has been a fucking yeah. blessing. I'm so thankful that she went to fucking beauty school and she knows how to oh, cut right. hair. Yeah, I'm very lucky, brother. I'm, very, I'm just I, lucky I don't mind having a bald head. I shave my head every month, and my wife does that for me. So, yeah, she she didn't go to beauty school or nothing. She just shaves it off. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same thing, though, like with me. Like, I just shave the sides of my head, and I keep the top. Yeah. But, like, even but see, like that's before, hard because you got to keep it even. You need you yeah. need somebody who knows how to do that to keep it even. And I know? had her, like, she cut it for me a while back, like, just cut it all off. And then she was just like, I like I like it, but I wish you would just grow your hair back out again. I'm like, all right. So I just started growing it out again. I think it looks terrible. It looks like a mop, but. <laughs> no, you got to wait. You're, go, you're, going, you're going through the uh, through the growing pains of the hair growing process. So I guess, you know. dude. I, I always said, like, before, before I met my wife, I said I will never grow my fucking hair out again. I and then your wife says to grow your, grow your hair out, and here you are. And, I, and I'm growing <laughs> it out. She wanted me to grow yeah. out the sides, and I'm like, no, dude, I, I look like Mark Boone Jr. when I do that. Like, <laughs> That's not a bad thing, man. That's not a bad thing. Mark Boone Jr. is a badass. Don't don't. Oh, yeah, Mark he, Boone Jr. yeah, he is. But I don't mean I look like Mark Boone Jr. and fucking Sons of Anarchy. I mean I look like Mark Boone Jr. with just my hair just. <laughs> he looked like Mark Boone Jr. and Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah, like my hair kind of Christmas trees, and like I I just I won't I won't grow the sides out ever again. Like I hate it. Uh, and like I, I was like I'll keep I'll keep the Jason Newstead in 1991 haircut. Like I'm fine uh, with that. 
<laughs> so uh, we want to we want to thank you for listening to our uh, at home barbershop podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> no shit, right? Yeah. Anyway, so uh, you two so, can be haunted with a nice fresh fade. <laughs> yeah. So um, we learned that she is uh, uh, being evicted, and that uh, she's got a relative who just died coincidentally. Like, like her life is going to shit, and just so coincidentally, she has this, uh, 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 this, this piece of land that's been given to her, right? Like, mm-hmm. like a, a convenience of the story, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we we go we we go to uh, to Oklahoma of all places, mm-hmm. and and like, what's in Oklahoma? Like, honestly, Dirt. like Dirt. what 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 I think what um. Probably. Oklahoma is the cowboy hat of Texas. <laughs> like, would is. you, would you, like, if you were given the responsibility to write a Ghostbusters movie, would you place it in Oklahoma? Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. I remember thinking, like, what a wacky idea, like, Oklahoma. And the thing that I really like about it is it is not for no reason that this movie takes place in Oklahoma. There is uh, a reason it takes place there. And it's, why because, is that? it's because the steel that they use to build the building in New York City, the the building that Evo Shandor turned into the mm-hmm. conduit for Gozer, mm-hmm. the steel came from the caverns in Oklahoma. Yeah. That's where they milled the steel. And I'm and like, that, that's fucking clever. <laughs> that is brilliant. The way they, 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 the callbacks. Yeah, like nothing, nothing's for no story. reason. Yeah. You see Shandor's mind. You mm-hmm. see Evo Shandor himself, played by, by J.K. By, Simpson. I did not recognize him when I first saw him. Hey, he has one line of dialogue, and he doesn't move for the whole movie. For the whole movie, like there's this one scene where he where where he turns and he looks, and that's it. Like that's all he does. He just turns and he looks, and then the next time you see him, he's being ripped in half by Olivia Wilde, <laughs> which was such a oh my god. Thank you for bringing that up. What a fucking tremendous choice for Gozer. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if you caught that she's not credited in the credits. Yeah, no, yeah, she's not credited. Which is all. so weird to me, because, like, I recognized her instantly. I was like, that's fucking I did. wild. I didn't. I did. I, I, did. I, I, I will always recognize her face. Like, she is so, her face is so symmetrical. And I yeah. am such a fucking huge fan of House. Ah. Uh. And like I, I will always rec- I'll always recognize her. Like unless her face is completely uh-huh. covered in a helmet, I'll recognize Olivia Wilde. And when I saw her, I was like, "Oh, what a fucking killer choice! Like, good, good casting." Like, and it wasn't and it wasn't jerking either. Like it wasn't it wasn't distracting. Uh, no, not that, at all. That that it was her. Like I didn't I didn't notice. I honestly didn't notice until until later on when because after I watch movies, I like to go and and find out as much as I can about the movies. Yeah. Like before before I watch them, I don't I don't look anything up. Like I I, I barely look at uh, trailers and stuff. Yeah. Like oh, I but, did the same thing. Like after the movie, I went to IMDb. I'm like, I'm not crazy, right? That was yeah. Olivia Wilde. And like I yeah. go and I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, like, Olivia Wilde. Like I knew it. Yeah, but they they I mean they got her and and she she did the makeup and everything, you know, she, it was basically the same process that they yeah. used for the original actress. I forgot what the original actress name was. Yeah, but I uh, her name. But um yeah, man, and <laughs> she is like that character of a gozer 
Mm-hmm. Like she, this performance is just as scary and freaky to me as so the original too. ones. You know, like, like her I, I movements so were perfect. Too. She did, she did, a, she did a phenomenal job. And like, and, I, I really do love. There's this fucking amazing moment where she's like in Shandor's uh, cavern, mm-hmm. like, and she's sitting with her fucking dogs, and fucking um, great uh, McKenna Grace shows up. And she starts telling her these jokes to distract her. And like just the way she's looking at her, like like she's kind of scared. Yeah, like, like like what are you, you psycho? Like, what are you doing? Like, you understand that I am just this Sumerian demon. Yeah. Like, it's very obvious that she's like she has no child. idea what to do with this child. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are you, what are you, what are you doing? And, like, just her, the jokes that she tells her, dude, the... She goes, are you ready to die? He's like, I'm nine. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I'm ten. Like, I'm ten, just yeah. like, what the hell's wrong with you, dude? But, like, <laughs> the way she goes in, she's like, hey, so... <laughs> this grasshopper walks into a bar, and the bartender says, we have a drink named after you. And the grasshopper says, you have a drink named Steve? <laughs> the way she says it. <laughs> and started laughing so hard. And, like, the best part is the way Olivia Wilde looks at her was like, is that a joke? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's so fucking funny, dude. And, like, I like that scene is one of my favorite scenes because they catch the bitch. Like, I know that's what I love so much about that. scene. I was like, Oh, they got her. Like, <laughs> like suck a gozer who gives a shit. Like they, 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 it was they so fucking a... cool. And they trap her and like the dogs are just, and I'm like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it makes that moment run, bitch, run. so much more. Yeah. Like it, it makes the moment so much fucking funnier. Cause it's like, they tricked her. Like, that's for a Sumerian demon. She's a fucking idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> Gozer's well, kind of a dipshit. Like, she has nothing but contempt and for I, And I love it. I love that they go that route with it. It's, yeah. Like, she has nothing but contempt get? for humans. So so the fact that, that this child comes up to her. Sorry, man. And, huh? There you go. I'm sorry. You were breaking up. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say that, that Gozer has nothing but contempt for humans. So, like, she has no, she shows yeah. absolutely no respect to this child mm-hmm. and like like the, these these people coming up to and it shows man like she shows absolutely no respect and i love that like and, they they and they they totally have her number like totally yeah, have like, her number what i really really liked about it is that there is absolutely no character development to gozer they don't like, need to. none and that's yeah. why you don't need to no like it's one of those things where like if you were to go again and make gozer your villain again and it, Gozer is still this stupid, it would bug me. Like, you can't you can't do it again. And like, bro, how many times do the Ghostbusters have to outwit you before you figure, hey, man, there's something to these assholes. Yeah. And when they start talking, I need to just blow them up. Yeah. Like, don't because let that's them talk thing. to you. She lets like, them monologue. You. <laughs> yeah. Like, she lets them monologue because yeah, she lets she them monologue. Believe. And that's. She doesn't. She doesn't believe that that these humans can. I mean, even though they did it before 30, 40 years ago, you know. But here yeah. we are. So. So then, so then we 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 get to the climax, which, out of all the movies, and I know I gave a lot of credit to the twenty sixteen movie. Uh, uh, that mm. that that ending was better, uh, w- more well done than the first two movies. 
This movie, yeah. I think, is a combination of a perfect story arc that yes. encompasses not only all the movies, all the movie, but all the characters in this movie. And uh, mm. it 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 really felt like a like a complete journey, you know. Yes, like, and I think that's what was so part. important about it. Yeah, like they 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 knew from the very beginning what ending they were gonna have. Right. Know? And yeah, like that's what I that's what I was saying. I was like, bro, you can feel the ending coming. You can feel yeah. what they're gonna do. And like like I had said, like even before I, I I saw this movie, like I was like, you're not gonna ignore Harold Ramis. Like yeah. I know you're not gonna ignore it this time. I know we're gonna get a CGI Harold Ramis at some point. Mm. Like I just did I just didn't know where. And like at the end, I'm like, oh God, like watching that ending, and I'm like, nope, don't do it now. I'll cry if you do it now. And like <laughs> Oh, so, you fucking asshole. You waited for the perfect moment. So they like, set up a situation where... And at first I was like, dude, they don't need to bring him in. They do not need to bring him didn't. in. This is their story. They do not need to bring him in. And then they show up. And yeah. the music swells. And you see them in full Ghostbusters garb. And mm. I marked out, dude. I marked out. I, I, I There was a tear in my eye. And I was, I was all for you. Know, I'm like, you know what? I'm all for it, dude. I'm all for it. I'm here for it. I want this. Bring it. And, and, and like, then Ray says his line, Gozer the Gozerian? <laughs> Just goes, are you a god? Come on, I'm Ray. Like, yes, yes, <laughs> I like yes. how he looks over at him. I'm like, come on, Ray. Like, <laughs> don't blow it this time. Like, yeah, we're all gods. Sure. <laughs> and like, <laughs> The thing that I liked about it, and because they didn't need to, like, for me anyway, they didn't need to say it. They just did it. And if you're a fan of the first movie, where there's this moment where the Marshmallow Man's climbing up the building, mm -hmm. and Egon says, there is something we can do. Yeah. Like, we can cross the streams. Yeah. And, like, excuse me, Egon, you said crossing the streams was bad. Yeah. And like there's this moment where the original three show up and they blast Gozer and they cross the streams. And that's the first thing it. that they do. That's the and first she, thing that they do, because they remember what happened. Right. They and know how to beat her. The thing that's so vital to me where I was like, I'm cr I was crying so hard when she pulls the streams apart. Uh -huh. And then like, yeah, she just like, like she back. just rips it apart like that. It's crazy. And and it's this moment where um, McKenna Grace just blasts her, like uh, starts shooting her back, and she's pushing the pack away, and pu or she's pushing the stream away, and pushing Grace McKenna or McKenna Grace back, mm -hmm. and like you just see this hand reach out and grab and the all the sound goes away. Yeah, like everything. All the sound goes away, and the music comes in. Just the piano music comes in, and it's like it's Egon. Yeah, and you see his hand grabbing the proton, the the the, the neutrino wand. Yeah, and then and the camera slowly moves from the wand up, and you see him standing right there, and and the Egon and his granddaughter, like the two people who have the most in common in this entire story, mm -hmm. the person who she has been trying to connect with, the He's entire movie, here. and he shows up in the moment they need him the most, and you like. Know? The thing that, and I'm glad that nobody like said anything, like because it's brilliant. It has to be the four of them. Yes, to cross exactly. The streams. Mm -hmm. It ha they have to cross four streams 
to push Gozer back. And no one says anything. Like, it could have been one of those moments, like, oh, it's got to be four streams. Like, no, yeah, don't. No. Just don't. No. Like, if you've seen the original, you know that's the you only way it. to beat yeah. Gozer. You have to and cross they wouldn't all say four anything. streams they, to they, do they, it. They, they know. They wouldn't say anything about it. Mm -hmm. Okay? And they react it's the exact way that you would react if you saw, if you, one, if you believed in ghosts and you right. knew ghosts were real. Right. And two, if the last thing that you said to your friend 20 years ago was something derogatory or something yeah. that like cost them your friendship. Yeah. And you looked over at them. Yeah. And you could see them. You're standing right next to each other the way you used to. Just like it, old times. It identifies something that we never got in any of the Ghostbusters. What happens when you come across the ghost of somebody you loved? Yep. Like it's something yep. we haven't gotten in a single Ghostbusters movie. Not we never any of got them. we never got this much dramatic weight in any yeah. of the Ghostbusters movie. None like, of them. It, it's so it's such an important moment that we never mm -hmm. got in any of those films. Like, what do you do? When one of the ghosts that you finally come across is somebody that you loved. Somebody and that like, you knew, somebody that you knew everything about. And know? like, and see again, there's those moments where like, there's just some things you're going to have to let go, guys. <laughs> like a few minutes prior to that, they made it very clear that all these ghosts are going to surround Gozer. They're going to follow her wherever she is. And the whole point is to lead them to this giant trap that's underneath the dirt farm. Yeah. And like everything that is dead within a mile radius is going to get sucked into the trap. <laughs> it's everybody but Harold Ramis. And it's like, yeah. well, if you sit and think about that, that doesn't make any... Shut up, man! There's a ghost Harold Ramis in this movie. <laughs> yeah. like, just shut up and let me cry and enjoy this. So like, they, they took scans from Harold Ramis. Like, this is the way he looked mm -hmm. before he passed. Like, right before he passed. This is the way he looked. He had the beard. He had job. the long hair. Uh, his daughter came in and approved everything that they did. Mm -hmm. So, like, the fact that they were able to bring him back this way, and it wasn't explicit. Yeah. It, it wasn't, wasn't, like, it wasn't so overdone. You could have really fucking, like, hammered that shit in. You could have done yeah. the Ghostbusters with Egon just hanging out with them. Like, and it, it would have been lines. stupid. Yeah. Like, like, I'm glad they didn't give him any lines because they didn't need to give him any lines, you know? Because I don't want to hear somebody do a Harold Ramis impression either. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want I don't want to hear it. And, yeah. like, they could have easily fucking used the line of dialogue from the original movie. They could have. And, and just cleared it up, but we didn't need it. No. Like, what what did you need in that moment? Like, that moment, and, and I know we're kind of, like, just kind of overlooking it a little bit the way we're talking about it, but, like, if you're a fan of Ghostbusters, dude, like... It's it's such a fucking like it's such a heartbreaking moment to know yeah, that he's, and especially he's, he's, that and, no I was gonna say and especially if 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 you were there and you were um hit by by the news of his death when it happened, you know? Like the like when 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 he passed away and you realize that we're never gonna get another Ghostbusters movie, you know? Yeah. So and and like and that's that's just so fucking like like wild to me because it it does it does hit you really hard to know that one of the Ghostbusters is forever gone, mm -hmm. like he's gone and he has this like incredible moment in this film, like how many almost ten years after he died, yeah, like almost ten yeah. years after he was gone, 
And like, it, it's so, it's so vital to the moment. It's so vital to the film. Like, and it, it doesn't feel like it was just done to be done. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it was all for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it was, it was important. It was, it was, it meant something to the movie. And even my favorite thing is that you don't see any of the Ghostbusters until the final act. You you see, well, you there's see Ray a scene for a Ray. moment. Yeah, for a and second. But it. It. And that scene is super heavy, too. Like yeah. when, she, when she says, like, um, when she goes, do you know Egon Spengler? And he sits for a moment. Egon he goes, Spengler Egon Spengler can go, can go to hell. Yeah. Like, that was so fucking sad. And then, like, when she tells him he's dead, like, the look on Dan yeah. Aykroyd's face, like. And he's like, oh. Yeah. Hang on a second. Be careful, okay? Yeah, I'll be All right. Sorry, yeah. my wife is taking off for a moment. Uh, but, like, it, it, it's it's such a, like, you forget that Dan Aykroyd's a really amazing actor. He's a really good actor. He, he really could have really, he could have really phoned in the scene because he was on set for a day. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, everybody was on set for a day. Like, the, go- <laughs> the original Ghostbusters took a day out of their busy schedules. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure it was very difficult for fucking Bill Murray to find a moment to breathe between Paul Thomas Anderson films anyway <laughs> and crashing weddings and 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 playing mini concerts in Central Park <laughs> like one of my favorite Bill Murray stories is him at a restaurant mm-hmm. and he went up to somebody and they were like oh wow Bill Murray and he grabbed fries off their plate and he ate them in front of him and he goes tell whoever you want no one will believe you and he just <laughs> left and I'm like like wow, dude! Like, <laughs> like, were you? That's did you great. enjoy your meal? Like, I enjoyed most of my fries, but Bill Murray showed up and took some. Like, what? Yeah. Like, it's like if somebody were to tell me that, I'd I'd look at them like, come on, dude! Like, you know, like you don't have to lie, dude. I think you're cool. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. But he's how wrong is he? Like, oh, is this like the time? Is this like the time that uh, that Michael Jackson showed up in his limousine to use your restroom? <laughs> <laughs> that really happened too. I'm sure. No, I'm sure. Yeah. But well, yeah, dude. And then um so throughout the whole movie, we we get we get glimpses of of uh of the relationship, or should I say uh lack thereof of the relationship between uh, Egon Spangler and his daughter. And the entire time he's he's just dismiss she's just dismissing him, like, yeah, you know, I never knew him. I never knew him. He left me. And like he had nothing to do with my life, right? Like, like the, the 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 whole thing of, I never knew my father. He obviously didn't care anything about me. And then she goes. There's a scene where she goes in, into the uh, the basement and she sees all the pictures of her that he God, has on his wall. I, cr- I cried so hard at that. Scene. Yeah, you like, and and you realize that he kept up with her, and and that's both sad, and I guess in her case, infuriating. Like because Egon, Egon's story is very Shakespearean. It's yeah. such a tragedy. Like it's, and it's so played, sad, and it's played per, to perfection in the third person style. Like yeah, he like we don't see any flashbacks of him. We don't see At anything all. else other than through uh, the, other people's eyes. The commercial, well, you see the commercial yeah. from the first movie, and like <laughs> that's the most you get of him throughout most of the movie. And there's there's this one line. That I remember, like, it hit me particularly hard. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because, like, I, I have, like, a lot of um, uh, unrequited issues when it comes to the death of my my father, personally. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, I, I as I get older and I'm living my life without him, 
Um, and, and, and I'm sure this is the same for a lot of people. Um, you find out, you, especially if you grew up with them, like if, if they didn't disappear on your ass really early on mm-hmm. and you grew up, my, my dad was always really distant. Like yeah. there was, there was no real getting to know him. If you didn't understand what he was talking about, he didn't want to talk to you. Like, that's just how he was. But that was and, the kind of person that he was, right? Like, yeah, like it, it, it wasn't no, like he was only like that to you. No, he was like that to everybody. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying my dad was like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying my dad was a bad person. I, it's just, it's very hard to realize that you've looked at somebody with rose colored glasses your whole life and they weren't the person that you thought they were. Like uh-huh. you weren't, he wasn't the person that I grew up worshiping. Like that was just my dad. He wasn't like he wasn't like a drug dealer or a kid fucker or anything like that. <laughs> but like that's the best thing I could say about my dad. He never fucked any kids. That dude, <laughs> that's Smith. one of my all-time favorite Kevin Smith quotes. Like it's one of the best things you can say about a father. Like he never yeah. fucked a kid. And I'm like, you know what? It's not it's not untrue in this world. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people who don't talk to their parents because their parents were pedophiles, and it's yeah. it's shitty. Like I have a lot of close friends that went through that. And I never went through anything hard like that. Never anything like that. My dad was there when I needed him. If if my dad, if I had a problem that re, that required money to remove me from that problem, he would help me out. Yeah. Like, but but there's this moment. He didn't have uh, a lot of it. Yeah, no, he didn't have a lot of it. But if he could help me, he would. Yeah. But there's this moment that makes me that always hits me. Like it hit me the second time watching it, where um. Uh, where McKenna Grace tells her mom, why didn't you tell me that my grandfather was Egon Spengler? And she was like, there's nothing to tell. Like, and I'm so glad that you found yourself here and that you found a purpose. But like, he wasn't anything. Like, he wasn't anything to me. He wasn't anything to us. And she looks at her and she says, he wasn't crazy. And her, she shakes her head and she goes, then he was an asshole. And that mm. scene breaks my heart, dude. Like yeah. that line breaks my heart. Like then he was an asshole. Like yeah. if all this was real and he abandoned me to this world, then fuck him, dude. Yeah. Like, and that's it, totally understandable. That, yeah. That, that, that. It's like how, how, what, what other, what other reaction could you have? Like mm-hmm. all this was real and he left. Like then he was an asshole. Hmm. And it's, it, it's hard not to, not to understand what she's going through. Like it's hard not to understand that. Yeah, like, I get that. Like, I I understand how you would feel in that moment. And like, she plays that so well, dude. It's it's like and and, and it hits, and it's it, and it's 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 tragic. It is. And it's like sad. You, you feel and, her pain of not knowing him. Yeah, and like and, all all of a sudden, can you imagine not knowing your father your whole life, and then your kid all of a sudden, like having this hero worship towards them? Yeah. Like the same, a kid that didn't know him either at all, at all, and just didn't has even know his sudden, name. Just has this sudden hero worship towards this connection, him. you know? Yeah, like like, it, like it the, does the fact connect the you fact, from each other. The fact that your daughter has more in common with your absent father, who you have no emotional attachment to, you yeah. know, like that must be terrible for her. That's a, that's you got know? to be an awful feeling, dude. That's yeah. got to be an awful feeling. Like it's it's the same thing I imagine like like and it's one of those things like I'm gonna have to call my mom back in a little bit and like you know, <laughs> I love like, you mom I'm sorry yeah kind of because like <laughs> my dad my dad not for I mean for lack of a better term was a giant asshole to my mom especially when they got divorced 
And like when they got divorced, I chose to go live with him. But it's because, like, you know, no offense to my mom. She was just fucking on just unbelievably difficult to be around. Like my mom just was just really hard to be around at that point in time. And I, you know, she was going through a lot. I get that. Yeah. But like, so was I. We don't realize until we're adults that, that, you know, that our parents are human beings with feelings and, you know. Yeah. And like, (laughs) you, you, you forget that mom's a person too. Yeah. And like, I can't imagine how hard it was to, for her to look at my dad. Like he was the biggest asshole in the world. And I picked him. Like, and I didn't pick him because I hated my mom. I picked him because he would leave me alone. Yeah. Like, I was I was almost a teenager when they when they divorced. And all I wanted was to sit in my room and listen to music. And mm-hmm. I couldn't do that with my mom. Like, my mom always wanted to know what I was doing, what I was listening to. Like, my mom just had – my mom has – and, like, she did the same thing. She's doing the same thing to my brother as we speak. My mom has an idea as to what we sh- what her children should be and do like in order to be successful people and Mm. i went completely opposite of what my mom wanted i remember i got invited to go to teachers academy and i was like "Ah, no (laughs) like i have friends in teachers academy you know what they do every time they call me they cry (laughs) they cry like i know I, i at the time i was dating a girl from teachers academy i knew like 11 i had 11 like 10 friends over there and all of them would cry and have nervous breakdowns and ended up in hospitals, tried to kill themselves. Like, I don't oh want to go to the school. Teachers Academy? Yeah, dude. And, like, I remember, telling, I remember telling my mom that because like, the letter came in the mail and my dad's like, hey, you want to go to a school called the Teachers Academy? I'm like, no. And he's like, cool. And he threw the paper away. And I just, like, mentioned it, like, oh, in passing to my mom. And she's like, what the fuck? Like you could have graduated <laughs> with an associate's degree, and I'm like, and like I don't even yeah. want to fucking finish high school, dude. Like, my my mom had this really bad habit of never asking me what I wanted when I was yeah. younger, and like she still kind of does that because my brother went to a magnet school too. I'm like, did she ask you? She's, my brother's like, fuck no, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a say so in the matter. Like she just yeah. sent me to that fucking school. It can go one of two ways, man. You can either be successful or not. Like it, it's it's it's. You got to go your own way, man. And honestly, yeah, like being a teacher, like right now, bleh, you know, yeah, like, no shit, dude. I, I have, it, dude. I, and I'll tell you, man, I've got friends who like went to fucking um, like teachers academy. I've got friends who became teachers. And let me tell you something, man, like you all should be very concerned about who's teaching your kids. Because mm-hmm. I've pulled some of the teachers that you guys have, like I've pulled them out of ditches drunk and on a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> these are your, these are the people who are teaching your kids now, man. Like yeah. I've got it's a so friend funny. who's, who's a teacher. And like, I asked him once, like, Hey, how do you like it? And he was like, Oh, oh if I could do it all over again, I'd swallow poison. <laughs> <laughs> now I like, really, he goes, Oh, I hate my job. I hate everything about it. Yeah, I'm like, why do it? And he goes, because I have, a, I have an apartment, a nice apartment, and I get to sit in it for three months a year. So, yeah, and I'm like, fair, fair. I get that. Fair's fair. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so, that makes that makes the most sense. And and like, he'd be the first to tell me. He's like, bro, you remember when you had teachers when you were a kid, and you're like, I'm sure that person hates me. We did. We, I, there's so many of these kids that I just wish would die. And I'm like, oh my god, dude, like. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny, man. But, but, that's, but, that's what the teacher lounge is. It's just a bunch of teachers sitting around talking shit about how stupid the kids they have in their class are. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Oh <my> <laughs> like, so we weren't imagining that. And like, nah, yeah. we all 
hate you. So, like most. <laughs> so um, yeah, man. <laughs> Back to the movie. We keep going, going on these tangents, man. It's so funny. No, but, no. Um, take this seriously. Your te- your fucking kid's teacher hates him. Listen to him. <laughs> when t- listen to your kids when they're like, oh, I was in class, but my teacher fucking hates me. Listen to him. He's not kidding. The yeah. teacher probably really hates his guts. Like... <laughs> And and like like the worst thing the teacher can do to you is to pass you, yeah, without dude. you knowing your shit. Yeah, that's, the, that's the shitty thing is because they'll pass you like why? Because I don't ever want to see you again. Yeah, that's like the worst thing they can do, dude. Like if they liked you and they wanted to help you, they'd be like, look, stay back, learn your shit, then you can move on. No, 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 they'll pass you. Bro, <laughs> they'll be I, like, I, like you're their problem now, <laughs> bro. They graduated me out of spite. Like I know they did. <laughs> I failed. Everything math. The only like, and I'll never forget the only people who didn't fucking graduate the year that I graduated failed the toss test. Toss. That's how old I am. Like <laughs> failed the T A S S. Yes, the Texas Academic. Who gives a shit? Skills doesn't matter. Or was yeah. it Texas Achievement of Academic Skills? That's what the toss test was originally. Oh my god, I can't like, believe you remember that. I I just hit me. I was like, yeah, I remember. I, I, yeah, they I shut that. it down our throats for ten fucking years. I remember that because it was a, a a bonus question. If you could remember what toss stood for, oh my god, I think I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, like in the back, field. like in the back of the last page. Yes, it was, it was the last the last page. Like, what does <laughs> yeah. toss stand for? Yeah, like it was ten oh points. God. So if you fucking failed by one question, that fucking bonus question <laughs> saved your life, bro. No shit, I passed my toss test because of that question i took my math class three times i got a 68 a 70 a, six, a 68 a 69 and a 71 and i got the 71 because i knew what class <laughs> stood for that's oh, funny the only reason that i'm not fucking 36 and still in high school dude like because once they added letters to math you might as well ask me to figure out the square root of purple i don't yeah. fucking <laughs> like yeah. i don't know i don't give a shit like oh, man, that's funny so uh, back to the movie, man. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, we're reviewing the movie. <laughs> like, I, I I I had mentioned all that to, to set up the fact that when Harold Ramis comes back, like his mm-hmm. like the ghost, yeah, and the look that he gives to her is God, man. is like, I am so sorry. Like I I, I wish it like that. He gives you that. I wish I could have been there for you. Look. Yeah, and her face like this. This is this is this just shows how great of an actress uh, Carrie Coon is, man. Mm. She has this face that she looks like a ten-year-old girl, and she's so good, dude. Like, like she, like she gives this look, like the way a child looks at their parent, you know, yeah. like a child, you know, like the 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 movie. Okay, and here here's the thing that I was like waiting to say, this movie. These actors, this story, uh-huh. everything in this movie got the treatment that all these fucking pieces of goddamn human excrement on the internet were complaining about. That they weren't going to get from the all-female-led cast. Mm. They got it, and I didn't hear a fucking thing from any one of these nerds. I didn't hear yeah. a- fucking thing not a rumble not nothing the movie fell by the fucking wayside and everybody if you were on the internet dogging the 2016 film for any fucking reason before you ever saw it 
like you got the movie that you were bitching about and you said nothing about it and you should be fucking ashamed of yourself <laughs> because this movie worked so hard to please really awful people. Yeah. And none of these ungrateful bastards said anything about how good it was. And it makes me so fucking angry, dude. It and this movie had an, off. and this movie had an extremely diverse cast. Amazing like, cast. Like dude. it was it was a diverse cast, like all all races and ethnicities. And that's one of the main reasons people complain about these about these movies. These people go, oh, they're they're just trying to 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 you know cater to the woke mob by by casting a black person. Like, dude, there was a black person in the original anyway. Movie like like seriously, like seriously, oh they're 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 just the, the, the woke mob is 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 forcing them to what are they gonna have next? A, a transgender person who identifies as a cat, but you know, so what? Like you that know kind what? of shit. I, I, I welcome it. Like I tell everybody, I hope they recast all your favorite fucking superheroes as black people just so I can watch your head explode. You and <laughs> I are reading comics and watching these movies for yeah. radically different reasons. I don't know Big what time. you think the N in NAACP stands for, but you should be <laughs> fucking ashamed of yourself. Like yeah. it, it makes me so fucking angry, dude. Like it really does. And it's no secret if you've been listening to the show how yeah. pissed off I am at these people. Yeah. Like it, it really does. And you finally get the film that it's part three, you fucking crybabies. It's part three, yeah. Like they closed the story. It ended. Like and it ended the story of the Ghostbusters and it gave it the most beautiful crescendo. So much so we had to resurrect Harold Ramis from the dead. <laughs> and you assholes said nothing. And like, and uh, I'm I'm and I'm not gonna and I'm gonna admit that I was one of those people that was like I was extremely skeptical and I've said it throughout this whole podcast I yeah. was extremely skeptical about the fact that it didn't take place in New York that uh, that yes the original people were gonna come back uh, but only for cameos and you know that they were gonna have that the the main cast was gonna be nothing but kids. Yeah. I have never been so happy, so proud, so wonderfully surprised to be proven Just wrong. Overjoyed to be proven wrong. I like, adore this movie. I love this movie. I cannot wait. I have seen this movie three times. Okay. It is, it is so much fun, and I cannot, you have no idea. I cannot wait to show my stepkids Ghostbusters and then this one. Yeah. Like, like, I like want the only thing my stepdaughter to see this little 10 year old girl <laughs> fighting these things and winning yeah and like, winning because my kid my my stepkid will she's going to relate she's going to relate going to relate to her it reminds yeah. me like like McKenna Grace's character reminds me so so much of her yeah like my my stepkid is a little weirdo i love her to death but and she'd be the first to tell you like my 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 wife calls her a weirdo all the time <laughs> and it used to be one of those things that she was like i'm not a weirdo and like now that she's 10, because for the past like three years, we've been hammering it home because like I love her grandparents, but her grandparents always get upset and they go, stop being so weird. Stop being so weird, which I fucking oh my hate. God. Like yeah. they, and everybody knows I hate that. Like, but it's, it's fine. They grew up a certain way. They raised their kids a certain way and they do things a certain way. And I understand. But me and my wife tell my stepkids every opportunity that we have. Don't ever be afraid to be weird don't ever be afraid to be you and if anybody tells you you're too weird for this that just means you're too weird for them and they're shitty people to be around any goddamn way yeah like no man like shit. like we we us doing this like 
you and I became friends because we're weird. Because yeah. we, we yeah. love the obscure. Like, yeah. that is what we have in common. All my friends are weird in their yeah. own unique way. Uh, my wife is uh, very... <laughs> She's not weird at all. Like she, she's 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 very normal. But I I, I agree. She is, like she is weird. Yeah, but like she is weird in the right way. Like she likes certain obscure things, and uh, you know, it, it's 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 perfect the way she is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But like like my daughter is uh, is weird in the fact that she likes being by herself in a corner. Yeah. You know? Like that's her thing. Like her thing is, is being by herself in a corner, covered in 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 a blanket, right? Yeah. And she's like, like she loves being at her house. Yeah. You know, and that's her thing, right? She likes her privacy, bro. Yeah. That's the, that's also, the same thing with my oldest stepkid, dude. She just like more than anything in the world, she just wants her privacy. Yeah. But you know what? What three year old wants privacy? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you though, because like. People got to understand, man, me and Will haven't been in the same room since this pandemic started. Yeah, we've been, yeah. We've been doing this entire thing remotely. Like we've been mm -hmm. doing the, the podcast for over a year remotely. We've done the podcast like remotely. Two years. two years now. We've done the podcast remotely more than we ever did it in the same room together. And we, yep. we, we started off doing this in the same room together. Yep. And it was one of those fascinating things for me. I remember when we were on the we were we had just got on. We we're talking about the show. We were about to get on. And your kid runs into the room and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? She speaks complete sentences now. <laughs> yeah. Like it freaked me out. And you're like, oh, dude, you can't get her to shut up. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is happening in my life? Like, dude, what the hell? It's been that long, it's been that long man. It's been that long, dude. And like, like, we, like the last time we got, we were together in the same room. My, my youngest daughter hadn't even been born yet. No, she hadn't been born yet. And like, now I see her on, on when we're live and she's running around and I'm like, yep. this is the craziest shit ever, dude. Like yeah. you don't realize how fast they move, man. Mm -hmm. Like, cause they do like my, my oldest, like my oldest stepkid, like she has just changed so much in the past year and what she likes and what she enjoys. She likes the dark and creepy things, and she's still afraid of horror movies, but that's because her grandmother tells her to be afraid of horror movies. Yeah. And like, show her the weird stuff like like the Adams family. Show her the early Tim Burton films. See, like, I remember like, showing her the Adams family, and the second she saw the house, she started crying. Oh my god, seriously? The second she saw oh. the house, she's like, it's a scary movie. And I'm like, sweetie, like no, it's not. No, it's you've not. gotta you gotta wait. And like I tell her the same thing. Monster house I, is scarier. <laughs> I tell her the exact same thing that I tell my wife, and I love my wife, and I'm only saying this because she's not here. But <laughs> I tell my wife, like, baby, you cannot fall apart and cry over everything. Like sometimes like you've got to just take things as they are. And I tell my stepkid the same thing, like you cannot freak out before you see something it's like your mother always tells you if you want to hate something wait till you've tried it or finished it then you can hate it from here to hell yeah <laughs> like, don't say you hate like i dude we tried getting her a fucking frito chili pie. She's like, i don't like those and i'm like you have never had a frito never chili pie it. like you've never tried it oh, like God. try it kid like yeah you might no, like dude, it like like I tried to give my 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 youngest daughter a, a piece of a cheesecake because uh uh Cecilia got uh student of the month 
and they had had a celebration yesterday and we bought her for her we got her a cheesecake (laughs) we tried to give a little piece to to our youngest our youngest does not eat anything she will not eat anything the only thing she'll eat is apples bananas strawberries and blueberries that's it (laughs) she will not eat chicken she will not eat pasta she will not eat anything eat it or you'll die you so we tried we tried to uh, give her a piece of of, of uh, strawberry cheesecake, yeah. she's like, mm, mm. like no, like she's shaking her head no. <laughs> so I got a piece and I'm like here and I put and I opened her mouth, forced her mouth open and I put it on her tongue and she was like, <laughs> like God she damn it, tongue out, like like suck her tongue out so that the, the saliva was 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 wiping the 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 cheese off off her off her mouth. Like she will <laughs> not eat it. I'm like, okay, you've tried it. Now you can hate it. <laughs> okay. and it's so it's so fucking funny because kids are the worst because they literally are stupid humans. Like, <laughs> I love yeah. like I love I love my stepkids and I talk about my oldest a lot, but it's because like I have a, a um we both have a deeper relationship with her because as she gets older, she starts liking more things and she starts she started to become her own person. Whereas my youngest, you could tell you could tell my youngest stepkid that shit tastes like Doritos and she'll try it, like. <laughs> She will. She's a dork. Like she's a little bit of a follower. And and the thing is, I joke with my wife all the time, and I'm like, Olivia is developing her own personality. Like Ari is gonna turn into us. Like mm. I genuinely worry that Ari is gonna turn into us. Like because when we start, like having them come over, we're trying to get a place where they have their own rooms here. Like mm-hmm. I don't want them to share a room anymore. They've shared a room their whole life, and like Olivia hates it. She wants her own room. So she's at then, that age. Yeah. So when I'm when we move from here. Like we're hell bent on like, no, it's got to be a three bedroom. It's got to be pet friendly. Like, which I'm asking for fucking like gold out of water, apparently. But yeah, like, nowadays it's it's getting harder and harder to find a place like that. Yeah. When you find somebody like that, like, oh, you need to make quadruple the rent. Like, motherfucker, I don't have. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But like, it, it, it's so fucking dumb. But anyway, like, I, I want to make sure that they have their own room. And I was telling my wife, like, dude, like when, when Olivia has her own room, She's going to retreat to her room and she's going to lock herself in there and she's going to like do whatever weird thing she's doing. Ari <laughs> will be the one who's bored and is going to end up coming to the damn living room like, what are you guys watching? And sitting down with us and watching the horrific shit that we watch all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah. And I'm like, she's going to end up being more like us than we are. Then we're ready to fucking like accept. Oh, God forbid they 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 become like you, man. Like, are you going to be able to handle it? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, God, no, dude. Like, I would hate for my fucking stepkids to be like me. Like, I don't need another person as sarcastic as me in the fucking house. I just don't need it. Like, I don't need it and I don't want it <laughs> I don't need it, I don't want it God forbid I have a small, small version of me That I can't really do anything to Like, I can't cuss them out like, <laughs> I have to just accept so, that they're assholes So let's uh, let's close out the uh, uh, the podcast real quick uh, um, I want to talk real quick about about the, uh, the, the end credit scenes mm. And uh, uh, what happens Well Honestly, I want to talk about the last the last cameo, um, Sigourney Weaver and yeah. uh, Bill Murray. I, dude, I, I, I adore this, this scene. I, I, it's unnecessary, but I adore it. Yeah, because like, unnecessary it back, but funny. It calls back to to the very first time we saw Peter Venkman, and um, 
Am I wrong in thinking that Sigourney Weaver is more attractive now than she's ever been in <laughs> any movie Bro, ever if I, in if this I, scene? If I made my own wine, I would call it Sigourney Weaver. Dude, like she, she so ages good. like fine wine. It's amazing. Like yeah. it is amazing how beautiful that woman is. Like it was like, like a B twelve booster shot when I saw her, dude. <laughs> it, it 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 was it was so good to see her. That was my the only thing about it. I was like, I will accept this unnecessary scene because you put Sigourney Weaver in it, and that's important yeah. to me. Like and, and yes or no, dude. Like it 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 feels good to see them two together. It always in does. that dynamic. It always does. It always feels good to see Dana and Peter. Yeah. Like and I and I love that. And the thing that like see another thing in that moment they could have mentioned that Oscar's away somewhere else. And it's like, okay, so then part two happened. Yeah. And they don't. They don't, yeah. like, there's never any well, they indication. Don't need to. They don't yeah. need to. And there's never any indication in that film that part two ever happened ever once. And yeah. I'm okay with that. Which is fine. Like, yeah, like, I'm totally okay with it. But I'm sorry, I'm, I'm watching the, the Royal Rumble as we so speak. Am <laughs> so am I. And like, bro, this match has been so good. Like, yeah. I, hate the, I, I hate the way it ended, but it was still really good. It's a bitch ending. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it, it is a bit of a bitch ending, but like th this match anyway. It's but so this good. was a good match, dude. It was good, like, yeah. It was like, good, I was watching it too. <laughs> I've been watching it this so, whole time and trying so hard not to react to it. I was like, hey, bro, they're fucking coming out hard with this one. Like, So, so uh, with that being said, man... Um, we we are proud to to restart the Movie Know It All podcast, and uh, we're going to be doing a lot of a lot of great things. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, more movie reviews, of course. We're going to be doing uh, commentaries for certain movies, uh, including a big one that we are going to be announcing uh, pretty soon, oh, yeah, uh, uh, exclusively for our top tier patrons, and that's going to be a big big time commentary that we're gonna that we're gonna be doing soon uh also uh we're gonna be having some contests later on uh to be uh giving away some stuff like uh uh some movies and and stuff like that that uh, i'm gonna be personally handling and yeah. uh, also uh for, for again for our top tier patrons uh also um we're gonna be doing interviews with uh, local local film actors local directors we're gonna try to do what we can to uh to spread to put the spotlight on uh, some local uh uh talent that mm -hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of the local uh um uh, so-called local people won't won't uh, won't put uh towards so uh, I'm, I'm very proud for us to be doing that but with that being said, we will be back next week with another uh, brand new uh, movie know-it-all review. And uh, as of right now, we're going to keep it secret because I want to keep it a surprise. And uh, if you and if you guys are on Patreon, if you guys are on our our uh, our $5 or above, you're going to get first listen to the brand new episodes of the movie know-it-all podcast. So go out, check it out. Uh, become a patron, throw throw a couple of bucks our way, and uh, we'll do our best to uh, make sure that you get your money's worth every single month uh, here on the Know It All Network. So, and guys, that, if Joe Rogan is not removed from Spotify, we'll remove our. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna try to compete with him and the 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 masses of yeah. jackasses that believe Dude, him. Did you see that they lost like four like four hundred million dollars or something like that let after me, after he took off his music? Let me fucking tell you, know? you something right goddamn now. Spotify, if you're out there listening, and I know you are because we're on you. 
<laughs> need to get rid of Joe Rogan because here's something you need to understand about me. I have spent so much money on albums that have sucked shit through a... I will not pay for music again. I will not pay for individual music again. I will fucking pay monthly. Bro, I don't even have it with commercials. I didn't know Spotify had commercials. I see yeah. memes where they're like, oh, yeah, your Spotify ad break will return if you listen to this ad. I'm like, is this some sort of poor person joke that I don't understand? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like, I do yeah. not do Spotify with ads. I do Spotify, and I fucking – I know, dude. Dude, dude, like, dude their, their website crashed from people canceling Spotify. That's their website fuck. crashed, okay? You think that Neil Young doesn't have a following or that he's no not an important – like, dude, Neil Young has been doing this shit for mm -hmm. 50 fucking years, dude. Yeah, I was he like, knows Neil what Young, he's bro? Doing. Like, yeah, he bro, knows what he's doing. Four more he knows of, his reach. Yeah, you've and, got about four more artists of Neil Young's caliber to say that before shit yeah. starts really hitting the bed. And, right? I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you this, dude. Neil Young is not going to miss the $20 he gets every year from Spotify from no. selling his music. No, he's, he's not, not going to miss that $20 that he gets because we know Spotify does not pay their artists, dude, at all. No, so, no they yeah. don't. Trust us. Uh, so as, as, as some folks on Spotify, we ain't, we ain't had a happy meal yet. So, so yeah, so yeah, man. Listen to us on Spotify. Listen to us on Apple, iTunes, uh, wherever get you your your uh, your podcast on Podbean and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, don't listen to Joe Rogan. Get vaccinated. Yeah, please. We want we want to <laughs> go back to normal. You know, I want to be able to go somewhere without a mask because I hate wearing masks. I do. Yeah. I I'm totally hate wearing masks. And I gotta tell you, man. If uh, if if getting a shot uh, means I don't have to wear a mask anymore, then dude, I'm gonna get the shot. Get I don't the care. Shot. You know, get the shot. Get the, Get the shot. shot. Okay. <laughs> that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Will. 